All right, we're recording, Nicholas. <clears throat> hey now, hey now, as Christian would say, welcome. Welcome back to the Unita Horror Podcast. It's your hosts, Christian and Nick. How's you everybody? Nick and, you can say Nick and Christian since you're hosting it this time. Yeah, but uh, alphabetical, man. Alphabetical? I don't know. It just seems okay. to roll off the just tongue. Just trying to be fair. Bit. I hear you. So, ladies and gentlemen, this evening we're going to be watching a movie. We're going to be watching a movie. We're doing a commentary this evening. Christian, what, what commentary are we doing? Halloween 5, the... Um, I can't come up with nothing clever. They're <laughs> the revenge of old Michelle Myers. Uh, Halloween five, the revenge of Michael Myers, the redemption of Tina. I don't even know if we get Tina's last name in this movie. Yes. Uh, Christian texted me last week. He said, Hey man, you know, people seem to be liking the Freddy's dead video. Uh, we should do another casual commentary. And I said, Oh, okay, cool. And he's like, all right, uh, I'm going to give you the choice between Halloween five and dream child. And to which my reply was, well, that isn't really a choice for me. So we're doing Halloween five. Uh, we will get around to dream child. Uh, Cause I know Christian has a soft spot for it. I did just watch that recently, but yeah, we're doing Halloween five tonight. Christian, when's the last time you saw this movie? It is probably right when I bought this 4k. So September. Yeah. Eight months ago, seven, eight months ago. So, yeah, I, well, I watched it in October. This is one that I always make sure to watch in October, no matter what. I mean, and, and people will go, oh, you're the Halloween guy. You probably watch them all, don't you? No, no, I don't. Uh, I didn't watch our fuck. I did watch Resurrection because we did a commentary for it. Um, I didn't watch Rob Zombie's Halloween and uh, I didn't watch H2O this past October. I kind of pick two or three a year. So last year's was the Rob's movies. I watched both of them maybe two or three times each in like September, October. And I guess you could count Halloween kills as the third one this year. I don't know which ones I'm going to hone in. Maybe. Halloween maybe ends. Halloween ends, of course, but like the other two, because it's usually typically three. I, I kind of want to do maybe the Thorn movies this year. So I'll maybe do four and six or four and five, maybe just depends. It depends how I feel. I just kind of randomly pick a couple and hone in on them. So I might do the Thorn ones because I haven't done those in a couple years. I mean, those are good ones. You know, I, I love those ones, but I can't help it. Every October, I feel like I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm cheating if I don't watch these movies. Uh, although, like I said, I did go three years without watching Resurrection until we did the commentary. I hadn't seen it in three years, so broke that streak. We're going to see if I can go for five before I watch it again. Um, but, guys, uh, I sent Christian a video earlier, which uh, he'll probably put up and post uh, to show three, you guys. Three, two, one, boom. All right, they just saw it. Okay, they just saw it. So, uh, yeah, that's that's how my day went today. Uh, you know, a steel safe door. It's like two inches thick. 
still had my knee down there and, you know, I wasn't even thinking. And I didn't just grab that door to like close it. I mean, I pulled that bitch. Like I pulled it hard to close it and it just smacked right on my knee. I mean, and I went through the footage on the cameras in my office. I was like, I, I got to get this. It was just so funny. One of my associates, she came up and she was like, are you okay? Cause I was just laying there like writhing in pain. <laughs> Shit sucked. Got a nice welt on the inside of my knee right now. God, it's, it's great. You didn't, you didn't injure yourself today. Did you? Uh, no, I just slept, dude. I fucking slept. But I was going to say, when you sent me the video, I almost thought it was like a joke. Like you're just being dramatic. Then I, I watched it again. I was like, Oh dude, that's a, that's a safe. So that's like a, like we were talking about, that's like metal and that thing just straight, you're a skinny dude. So like you're, that's, that's bone. It went right to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, was, it sucked. Um, so was that, you weren't hamming that up at all? Like you really had to draw. No, no, I, 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 I dropped like, <laughs> cause I was by myself. Like I had an associate in the kitchen, but up front I was by myself. Like nobody could see me and I was below counter level. So customer, I had a customer out there. <laughs> you couldn't see him, but I had a customer out there waiting for his order. I just, I, that, I don't know. Yeah. My wife, I show my wife the video. She goes, why'd you drop to the ground? I'm like, you've never had that happen where you do something so painful that your reaction is just like fucking like fall and die until you can like gather yourself. Like it's pretty normal for me. I hurt myself pretty bad and I'll just kind of have to collect myself for like a minute. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It hurt, but it's uh, what better way to brighten my day than with Halloween five Christian. We talked about 1989, 1989 was a weird year in horror. Um, we had Jason takes Manhattan dream child and the revenge of Michael Myers. And we were texting about this the other day and we were saying, I think we, well, yeah, we do both agree that a lot of people would say this is the point in most of the, in these three franchises where they really went off the rails. Yeah. I gotta disagree, man. I, I, I do. Well, you know, I did I did a video about this kind of subject maybe a, two or three months ago, and it wasn't necessarily a change your mind thing. But, like, it's interesting because all three of these movies have these weird foreign influences in them, literally and metaphorically speaking. Because, you know, up until that point, all those uh, besides Halloween three, of course, and uh, let's say Friday five, even though Friday five really isn't different, it's just not jason but it's it's certainly the same thing just sleazy and you know whatever but like with this year halloween five has to me to me this is like an italian horror movie because the characters are quirky and a little bit weird especially loomis the director's a foreign guy so his influence is is on this movie especially in the editing when you watch a lot of italian and foreign movies you'll it's i can't explain it i just can't but like you'll notice it and like with Friday, the the foreign influence would just be like the literal. It's a totally different location for once. So then that movie's different. And then with Nightmare Five, you've got the director who is Australian slash British putting his influence on this movie with a different look and stuff with the gothic, which hadn't been done before. So, dude, it's honestly 89 is the most interesting year for these three characters not saying that they're the best movies, but at least they're different. Like the, all three of them are just, okay, this is something really, it's like, it's different. So, I mean, like I look at it as like, you know, at least there's something else going on with these movies, even especially with the, the influence and the look of them. So like for me in hindsight, I look at 89 as a cool year for these, quite frankly. Yeah, no, I agree. 
I liked 89 quite a bit. And, and I and I will say, too, um, there's a lot of parallels between this and Nightmare 5 in the sense that both of them really have moments. I mean, I specifically think about the Myers House stuff in this one and the, um, you know, the the chapel and uh, uh, the sanitarium in Nightmare 5. Very gothic, like noir type yeah. aesthetics um and i i don't know i've always been a sucker for that i love that shit like i can watch a movie and maybe it's not a great movie but if you get some of the aesthetic like that i'm looking for i i can walk away and be like i'd watch that again and i feel like both of these movies do that really well now i'm a bit i'm a much bigger fan of halloween five than i am uh dream child and i think that was as we talked about dream child and halloween five were both very rushed because their their previous movies were very successful yeah but i i i don't know i i feel like uh the issue with it i think it's easier with halloween five to have a looser script because michael myers is your central character but he doesn't talk he has no personality uh with freddie being your central character you want to have a tighter script because uh, that guy is, he, I mean, he carries that, you know, he carries those movies. And I, and I feel like both of these movies at times, you can definitely tell they're they They got their warts, but I'm I mean, I'm, I'm excited to get into this because I love this movie. As most of you guys know, this is one of my favorites in the series. I will never say it's one of the best objectively. I won't say that, yeah. but well, one thing I'll say for all three movies, quite frankly, especially dream child, I don't know which one of these three are my favorites, like Halloween five dream child and Jason takes Manhattan. I would probably say probably be a Manhattan guy. I don't know. Like it's hard. Dude. Like it really depends on which one I watch. Once I get done with this, I'll say Halloween five is my favorite tomorrow. I'll watch dream child. I'll say, dude, dream child is my favorite. And then I'll watch Jason Takes Manhattan the next day, and then I'll say that's my favorite. Quite frankly, I kind of like them all dead even. I, I I will say none of them are boring to me. I, I'll I'll accept people talking about Halloween 5 with it's weird, it's not for them, this is where Michael is just, what's up with the mask, all that crap. I, that's fine. But I won't allow, I say I won't allow, I won't, I won't accept the argument that it's boring. Because to say that this movie's boring is quite frankly ridiculous this one's to me is more there are things i like about five more than four it's more yes it's more exciting than four i don't think that can even be argued just be and it, maybe that's even just the characters tina is so over the top loomis is so over the top people Jamie, her, i know like it whether you like these performances or not they are a lot more energetic there's a lot more character there um and i'll so, take yeah. i'll take tina over uh Rachel and I know that's going to sound crazy I will but, too <laughs> but listen to me guys this is just me in my opinion the peep the reason people like Rachel is because she's a human she's a real person in the movie it's not that she comes across as uh a a a doll or something but like she is just she's so harmless she's not she's it's there's nothing quirky or fun about her. She just does. She doesn't say anything to piss the audience off. That's what it is. She literally just doesn't say or do anything out of line. She's, she's vanilla. A girl, she's a good girl. And Tina is wild. She's spunky. 
she, I love that. I mean, she has personality. It may not be for everybody. That's fine. But at least she has some personality, for God's sakes, which I, I feel lacks in a lot of these kinds of movies, especially slasher films. Not all of them. Movies like My Bloody Valentine is, does a great job at giving everybody a distinct feel and look, and that's great. But I will take Tina every day over Rachel. I'm sorry. Thank God yeah. Rachel died in this movie. And when we get to this movie, I'm going to bitch heavily about her, the person. She really pisses me off. We'll get there. I'll save it. Yeah, well, we're we're about to get into this, guys. So if you are going to be watching with us, get it queued up and ready to go. I don't know where you are, Christian. I pressed play, and then I paused it right after I pressed play. So I'm in like one second in. The logo, you know, like nothing has come up yet. It's just okay. a black screen. I'm watching. Are you watching the Screen Factory? I am. 4K? Yep. That was right. that was the next thing I was going to mention. We're watching our Screen Factory 4Ks. These this movie looks fucking phenomenal uh, in this transfer, and I know Christian agrees with that. And I'm very glad to see this movie get that transfer. Because, We're going to talk about those 4Ks this year too. Yes. Uh, what we hope happens anyway. Yes. Yes. Which, very very excited for that. And uh, man, because I, I, if that ends up happening, um, which we we both think it will. I don't think they would only do five of them. There's there's too much money to be made there. I think they're going to do the other five. Um, and yes, they'll get my money and Christian's money again because I got to see Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 on 4K. And you know what? The first one's going to look good too on 4 It's 16 mil too. I know, but I was just going to say too, I'm really excited to see Halloween 6 in 4K. Yeah. You wanna hit, you want, do you want to hit play and then we'll get into this? Yes. All right, guys. So if you're watching along with us, we're going to count it down. Five. Four, three, two, and one. Let's go. So just for the record, I am using the 4K release, but in my horror room, I have a full 1080p uh, TV, and I'm just using the Blu-ray. But I will say, just from the menu screen while it was playing, I mean, it's still a 4K scan, so I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's going to look really, really good. Also crucify me people the intro to halloween 5 is the tits okay i love the intro to halloween 5 i love the music better in 5 than 4 yes uh this is gonna just turn into me shitting on halloween 4 for an hour and a half <laughs> no halloween 5 has one of the best openings i think in the entire series uh, i just this I remember the one, like some of the first few times I saw this, you're just wondering like, what is happening right here? And then as you're realizing it's a pumpkin, you're like, who the fuck is eviscerating this pumpkin this way? Why? I think but it was on this release. Actually, they interviewed somebody about this movie and he said that they outsourced this intro for the movie. So they hired some crew to make this kind of intro yes, for yeah. him. I love it. By the way, um, Shout out to Jeffrey Landman, who plays Billy. Um, Jeffrey liked the post I made today on our You Need a Horror Podcast Instagram. So I'm assuming he will probably watch this video. I hope he does. I've had him on the channel before. He's a great you guy. Him, yeah. Yeah. And um, so, Jeffrey, if you're watching, just know I am a Billy supporter. Always have been. Dude, so. dude it's 2022. Like, when are we going to stop hating this fucking movie? Like, honestly, like, I really can't get, I really can't understand some people. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just, I'm sorry. Like, why are we hating this movie after fucking 30 something years? It's, it's because people hold four in such high regard. And can I be honest with you about something, man? I really don't think the differences between four and five are that stark. 
honestly. I think tonally, maybe just because of the foreign influence of the director and whatnot, and and the aesthetic and and the color palette. But like, I, I don't feel like they're really that different in storytelling and how things happen. I, honestly, I think both movies, people, I think gloss over some of the weird shit that happens in Halloween four way too easily. Like I, I love the, the, this is my favorite series, but you gotta be shitting me. If you're going to tell me that, Oh, this shit is so unbelievable in Halloween five, but everything Halloween four is just, yeah. I totally. really, I really have to credit a lot of it to Ellie for four. I just think she, people, she doesn't piss the audience off. And I think that's part of it. I, that, I'm serious. I think Tina, people just fucking hate her. Christian, did you just see him get hit by the truck? Yeah. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure we were lined up. Yeah, he just got hit by the truck. Now, uh, Mrs. Uh, talk about every sexual escapade she's ever had in her life. is <laughs> grabbing his hand. Yes. And by the way... Um, great podcast. I fucking love their podcast. It is. It's great. It's great. And I love both of their voices. They both have nice talking voices. So Are you kidding me? Oh, dude. When when Scout when Scout talks, I fucking listen. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell our wives. Um, no, Sydney knows I got no chance in hell. Even if I, even if I try to get yeah, with Scout, I know. And, and Brooke knows how I feel about Scout. So <laughs> now this is the first bit of new footage, right here with Loomis and Jamie against the truck. Everything else was obviously recycled from Halloween four. And then we've got this great mine shaft. Uh, dude, they fucking, they dropped dynamite on this motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, honestly though, is that that far fetched for this town after all he's done? No, I, I don't know, dude. Like they just had the dynamite. Like they just had it. with Yeah. Them? yeah. No, it, it, State police I mean, were like, oh, shit, it's Michael Myers. Bring dynamite. I just love the way he floats down this shit. Like, fuck yeah. Oh, dude, this shit is so corny. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. You can clearly tell he's got some apparatus on underneath that. But like, yes, but I, I do love it. Look at that. <laughs> the Nick Cage mask, man. Now, Christian, we're about to get to this part. And this is, I think, a good, uh, perfect time to mention some of the differences or additions with this 4K. Yeah. Dude, let's call it what it is. The Dr. Death opening is way better than this. Way better than this. It is, and I. this is one of the only times I'll never understand. Sometimes I truly just understand producers wanting to get, like, six, I get it. They they were like, guys, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do something here because this is, this is not, uh, this is not gonna work. Like, I, I can understand six. Granted, I like the producers cut more, but and I, I, it's clearly a 50-50 thing with people, even till this day, especially because it's been out for a while now. And people can say, okay, look, I've seen it now. It, it's cool, but I'd rather take what we got. But with this, uh, it's truly flabbergasting. Um, like, quite frankly, the movie would have made a little bit more sense to me with the Black Magic stuff. But then again, would that have you know what? No, there's no way. Cause there's, they had no idea what they were going to do for the next movie anyway. So I was going to yeah. say would it have made less sense with six, if he was resurrected from black magic, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I, I, I just find this, uh, I, I, I see this as just so much less than, I mean, it's a parrot and an old man and yeah, then he and, drops. And, and not just that. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's one, the Dr. Death stuff just obviously, works so much better tonally with this movie 
um, it would make all those thorn symbols you see throughout the movie. Like you'd be like, Oh, that was that shit from the beginning. Because without that, you're watching this movie. If you haven't seen six and you're like, what the hell is this stuff? Yeah. So it's, but it's not just tonally too. It's just like, <clears throat> you know, I, I feel like it makes more sense. Like, he, oh yeah, he, he wanted to, he, he basically nursed him back to health with black magic and brought him back. Whereas with this one, what the old man just let him sleep there for a year, bloody didn't take his mask off, didn't call the cops. And then he just decided to wake up. Like, it's just, well, I got a thunderstorm rolling through. You guys are going to be hearing this thunder. Probably I mean, let's call it, lightning. let's call it what it is too. It's just way more cooler to look oh, at too. Dude. And yeah, in that footage too, he grabs that big ass rock and like shoves it through Dr. Death. It was so cool. I'm mm. like, that's awesome. But yeah, no, I was, at least we got it now. Yeah. You know, as I was saying, guys, at this point in the movie right now, there's a thunderstorm going on. There's actually a thunderstorm rolling in right now for me too. So if you hear some thunder. Now, Christian, I want to ask you something as we're getting to we're right here with Jamie, you know, seeing her stab her stepmom or her adopted mom or whatever. I am someone that never wanted them to go the route that some people did. Well, after four, she should have been the killer. I'm totally fine with her never becoming the killer. Where do you stand on that? That has comic book series written all over it. Like, no way for a movie. But, like, you know how they take, they basically take a lot of bad ideas for these movies, and then they turn them into comic books? I mean, come yeah. on. Are you kidding me? She's going to be the killer? Yeah, you're going to you, – so your next movie, we're going to have a nine-year-old girl going around ha hacking people up. And, like, how could you explain that? How could an, a full-size adult not stop her? Like, no. It's just – it'd be so corny. And up to this point in the series, we had no inclination that Michael Myers was ever – I don't know, that his evil would just transfer. What is he possessed? Well, at you know? this point, if they could have done another movie after this, like, they could have literally done, like, a Jason Goes to Hell almost. Yeah. Like, except like, cause he's clearly trying to like this, the, the connection with them to here. I like it. You know, I like getting into the story of Michael. Sure. Like you start out not knowing a fucking thing, but do you want to know, not know? I want to know more. Like, do you not want to know anything the, for like eight movies? Yeah, but be I would be weary of that, Christian, because I have a feeling in about five months you're going to learn some things about Michael that you may or may not have wanted to know. And that's fair, but you know what? At least I'll know. Yes. You know that's me, dude. I like I like story, and I like to I like to figure out what you know what the hell's going on here. Yeah, I know. You know? I agree. I'm totally cool with that too. By the way, can we just say? This is a great performance by Danielle Harris. I think she's better in this movie than in four. And I think that's because for half of this movie, she has to just act with body language. Uh, I'd, I'd argue she's better than half of the actors in this entire franchise. Oh this, yeah. As a kid tier too. This, this is, this is the better performance for me. It's five because she's asked to do so much more with so much little, like she can't talk for half this movie. And look, this little girl looks like she is absolutely having a seizure. Like no, she's doing good. Yeah. She, yeah. 11 year old girl while filming it. It's just, it's a great, she did a great job. Yeah, all I, the doctors and shit are selling it. Well, too, I love that you know? shot. I love that shot. And, and on the commentary, Dominic Gotham and Gerard, I love the commentary with him. Cause he says, they told me, one of the producers told him when they saw that shot, Oh, that's such a film school student shot like in a in a derogatory way like in a negative way and 
he was like, I kept it in anyway, though. Like, I, I liked it. I kept it in. I love shots like that. I like that. Yeah. Where the hell did Loomis come from? <laughs> <laughs> he's really, it's, he lives, it's not, he it was in, when it's storming outside. Yeah. He lives in the basement. I, I don't know. And don't you love how he just runs up and goes, no. Yeah. Doesn't explain just, anything. They just listen to him. It's like, he's like, no, she's fine. No, he's like, no, she's dying. She can't breathe. He's like, no, she'll stabilize. And they're just like, okay, well, Dr. Loomis said she'll stabilize. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's listen to the psychiatrist. Yes. Now, one thing I do ding this movie on, during the day, it really doesn't look like fall. Look how green that shit is. Like, this was absolutely filmed in the spring. <laughs> but at night, I feel like the atmosphere is really good, especially at the Tower Farm. I love that shit. Well, you know what does it for me? It's the small things. So up here in a few minutes when they go outside, you're going to see like a little like scarecrow pumpkin yeah, guy. Mm-hmm. that's enough for me that like that's what that's what makes it feel like fall for me it's the it's just some little things yeah no i i'm i guess i'm just more of a stickler about it sometimes because i do live in the midwest so like i know what fall looks like in the midwest and oh here she is tina fucking doberman dude like the doberman yeah, would have had yeah. a bigger role in this movie <laughs> like I love oh, dogs. We too. we get to we get to see a stuff we get a we get to see a stuffed animal version of him at the end. That's Dead true. in the attic. Yeah. But yeah, to tell, dude. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I, I like her. I like her. The only thing I, I don't like about her in this movie, believe it or not, is the uh obvious smoker's teeth. Oh I'm like I'm like Wendy, brush those teeth. <clears throat> yeah. You know, uh um so but everybody um, smoked in the 80s so oh yeah everybody did um so one of the things i just want to get into it now so we're gonna get to ellie's death scene in a few minutes okay first dude do you agree with my take that loomis is a fucking alcoholic in this movie yes and (laughs) it it works so good he's quirky and weird he's he's such an italian movie character here He's weird. He doesn't make total sense all the time. It's just, dude, it's brilliant. I I love it. I got to say, too, Daniel Harris is on record saying that he was drinking throughout this like entire production. So I believe it. Even if the script didn't call for him to act this crazy, he was probably drunk half this movie. So, yeah. She was like, he always smelled like whiskey. His breath always smelled like whiskey. Like, yeah. You know, he's got a... Probably got a flask in there. The evil child must die. There it is, little pumpkin guy. Dude, those you say okay on the door. I love that vintage Halloween decoration stuff. Love like it. The pumpkin. Yep. I I I try to Sydney tries to go on Etsy and stuff and find <laughs> decorations like that. Cause that I love that vintage you know decoration stuff makes you think of like the 50s and 60s doesn't it oh yeah exactly yeah like that era yeah and you know people talk about i gotta say with halloween 5 people say like oh it it bombed it was so unsuccessful it made like almost three times its budget you know it was only in the u.s i think i don't yeah because it it didn't get a foreign release because it would have been x-rated um how fucking crazy is that I know, because you're looking at this movie nowadays, and it's like, seriously? Like, I've seen movies where people literally get disemboweled and, like, just so hostile part two. 
dude gets his dick cut off and fed to a dog and that movie got an r rating like the mpaa but that's another thing we gotta talk about 89 man all three of these movies halloween five jason takes manhattan and dream child yep the mpaa hacked them to bits i don't get it too like it's just crazy i mean from what I've what I've gathered through research is that this was the time when they were realizing that teenagers were the people going to see R-rated movies, not adults. And they're like, well, we can't have these teenagers seeing this type of shit because then maybe they'll want to kill people, which don't get me started on that argument. Movies don't make people kill people. Neither do video games. If you're crazy, you're fucking crazy. Don't blame something else. I like how Othenin clearly was trying to kind of sexualize Ellie right here. Yes. Yeah. You know, I I showed my mom this movie years ago. She had one thing to say. She she likes the first, she likes Halloween and Halloween 2. And she liked H2O and 2018. She actually did like 2018, but she doesn't care for any of the other movies. And I was watching Halloween 5 one time. And uh, this part that we're about to see, I- I'll wait till we see it because I want everybody to be looking at the same thing that I'm referencing. Um, but she hadn't said a word the whole time, you know, this o- these opening 15 minutes or so. She's sitting there watching it. And where's it at? Oh, is it when you get probably... to see the outline of Ellie in the shower? <laughs> yes. And she goes, oh, she goes, Oh, there's some eighties Bush. <laughs> I oh, like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I'm like, mom, shut the hell up. Did you see but that? She... Do you see that panty uh, tan line on her? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I wonder if that was, yeah. That, I wonder if that was a stunt double or actually Ellie. Uh, it was Ellie. It was Ellie. Um, I'm she... such a perv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Ellie. It was Ellie. Um, she she had only she hadn't really acted much yet at this point. She was just you know she just coming off the high of Halloween four, so she was game to do anything. She's like, oh yeah, you know. Well, nowadays you get a lot of big name actors and actresses that have body doubles. I mean, look at Dream Child in '89, Lisa Wilcox. That's a body double. That's not Lisa Wilcox. Yeah, did I thought it was interesting that Ellie said she auditioned for uh to be uh uh. Patricia Arquette's character in four, which Tuesday got. It would have been really cool to have Ellie be in both. I I thought I would have thought that'd be cool, especially because you don't ever expect these two franchises to ever come together. So it wouldn't mess with anything. I love that house too. Um, I think they, was it this house or was it the Myers house that, that sold for a couple couple of years ago online? Probably the Uh, Myers house. This one did sell because Sean Clark went to this house in Halloween Five's uh, Horse Hollow Grounds, and what and they like let him, the the new owner let him in and let him like look around. That's trip. right. How yep. dude? How are you not gonna know what this house is from? Like to me, it seems like impossible. <clears throat> but then again, I get. I guess I gotta remember. Not everybody watches these fucking movies. Yeah, and he said, too, he, I, the owner was like, oh, we didn't know. And, you know, after we moved in every day, people were coming up wanting to take pictures and stuff. And then we realized, I'm like, what? Yeah. I figured when they sell that to you, by the way, this is one of the corniest things about the movie. I'm just going to be honest. Her running over there but, butt naked with just a towel to the old man. I'm like, come on. I, I would have thrown something on. But I get it, you know. It's a fucking dog. Yeah. Do you like the clown cops? 
I mean, dude, the only thing I honestly would get rid of is the music. That's it. Yeah. They're already bumbling. They did a good job of being silly. Yeah. Well, Lee, shout out to uh, Drum Dums, Lee McCoy and his Dr. De- or, uh, his Drum Dums cut of this movie, or I think that's what he called it. Um, and he sent that to me because uh, he knows I'm a big fan of this movie. He removed the music. And honestly, it works perfect. Like, it, you know, they're, you don't need the music to know that these guys are in over their head. So, like. Apparently, uh, Othanen thought we needed to. <laughs> he did. Double down. Yep. <laughs> There's that foreign influence, I guess. Oh, shit. And we can, oh, man, I, not only was Loomis drunk through this whole movie, he's a dick. I know. I love it. Yeah, I know. Look how pissed he is throwing that rabbit. He's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jamie, please. Dude, she's fucking crying. No, there's no bullshit right there. Oh, right. That's hysterical. That must be when the boost breath came in. He's yeah. right up in her face. I think she did say that. It was in that moment. She's like, there's a scene where he had to like get in my face and was yelling at me and I could just smell the whiskey or the bourbon on his breath. Dude, I'm telling you, his character is just like a drunk the whole time. And I think it's brilliant. Like, yeah, let the doctor become a little bit of an alcoholic, man. He's been through enough shit. It's got to cope somehow. Also, it it's I love the arc in Halloween six. We get him as this just retired, lonely old man. That's just he seems a lot more at peace in Halloween six. He's a lot more mm-hmm. level headed. Um, you mean he was in the fucking closet? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Great shot, though. It that is terrifying. God damn it, boy. Yeah, everybody was all swooning over Ellie Cornell, too. And I got to tell you, in Halloween 4, it was Kathleen Kenmont for me all the way. Oh, it's not even a contest. Kelly Meeker, man. That's a a bad bitch. Yes. (laughs) (coughs) Sasha Jensen, you're one lucky bastard. Yeah. She got topless in... um... Oh, I, I've pledge seen, night. I've, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for for research purposes, guys. Um, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this is my big my big issue with this fucking movie is her. She really just like salts my fucking onions because she. This is not news to you, but obviously when she talked on that fucking documentary, she said. Um, they wanted to shove scissors down my throat, and I was like, no way. We can go out with a little bit more dignity than this. What? It's a movie. Why not do something that the audience can be like, oh, whoa, wow. Nah, fuck the audience. Like, I've got to go out with some dignity. Are you kidding me? Like, that is the lamest fucking death scene ever. Scissors down the throat? That sounds amazing. That's legendary. Granted, it might have got cut out and edited heavily, but at least we could have imagine what we didn't see a little bit but like dude honestly like that just rubs me the wrong way like what do you mean you want to go out with dignity this is a halloween movie what so she honestly she can kiss my ass because that's just that's that's ridiculous no and i'm gonna touch that subject in like 10 seconds but this is one of my favorite lines in the halloween franchise 
what Loomis is about to say. 12 years. Yeah, I got the uh, captions on. <clears throat> I prayed in hell. Damn, his arm is burnt like Freddy. <laughs> I fucking love that. I love right here where he stirs him up and brings up his his daughter. No, of course you don't forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at this lackey cop right here. Oh, I know. But yeah, I just love when he's just like, you know, um, I prayed uh, that he would burn in hell. But in my heart, I knew that hell would not have him. It's like that. I mean, that really that it's a throwback to the first Halloween kind of line in the sense of like he's trying to say this dude is not a dude. He's not like a person. This is fucking evil. Yeah. But as far as the whole Ellie Cornell thing, dude, she she has no purpose in this movie. I mean, she Thank didn't even God. need to be here because she's gone. Kill yeah, that bitch. Jamie is at the children's ward. So you didn't even need Ellie Cornell in this movie. So if she's being brought back, as she said in the documentary, I knew I was gonna die since I made it out of the last one. Okay, then don't you want a super memorable death? Like Oh, scissors down the throat. That's not dignified for me. Oh, yes, dignified for you. A woman that had acted in what? Maybe one or two movies up to this point? I mean, oh, no, we can't kill Ellie Cornell that way. Get, Give me a break. It just sucks, dude. Give the audience, like, that's one, like, you know, Danielle Harris gets it. She gets it. She knows what her audience wants in movies, and she's always down for it. So, I mean, like. I don't know. It just, I bet it's, Danielle's probably one of the best actors for a director to work with because she just seems like the type of person that anything a director throws at her, she'd be like, yeah, I'm game. Let's do it. Like, I I don't feel like that's someone that would give you a lot of pushback. Just like, not yeah. only that, she's probably got so much fucking experience. I guarantee you a lot of people, especially directors that are been, she's been, she's been acting so long. Like she's been acting like she did. She was acting during when they actually use fucking film. So it's yep. just like the experience she would have would probably be like, dude, as a director, she would be like your best friend just from that. She could probably tell you how to shortcut this. How to, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she'd be a good director, quite frankly. I don't know I, if she's directed before or not. I, but. I don't know if she has, but I was going to say, I do believe she has talked about wanting to. There's no she, doubt in my she mind she would be great at it. No doubt in my mind. I need to see her and Scout in a movie together again. I need I need to see it. Uh, Scout just did a movie. I think we talked about this before, but it was a long, long night. night. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, dude. It was like a a cult movie. Uh, it's pretty good. I liked it. She was she was really good in it. She, uh, we've talked about this many times on the podcast before. So sorry if you guys have to hear this again, but I'm just gonna say it. She has aged better than a fine wine. I don't even know what you would call it. I mean. Man. Oh, I know it. Now, this broad right here, Tamara Glenn, she's supposed to be in Terrifier 2. If that yeah. ever comes out, for God's sakes. Yeah, she is. Um, Tamara, Tamara has had her struggles uh, recently, of recent years. Um, I think she's super pretty in this movie. I really do. She like. I think her and Wendy Kaplan are both, you know, really pretty. And I, and I, I like their personalities in this movie. I really do. They're just so bubbly and over the top and I love it. 
But yeah, Tamara didn't act for a while. You know what's so funny about this movie? I'm sorry. You know what's so funny about this movie? It's like, okay, Ellie's dead. Boom. Here's another blonde girl. Here's your new Ellie. Let's go. (laughs) And guess what? Uh, I hate to say this. She's got more personality. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Guys, don't take this as me shitting on Ellie Cornell. I really do like Ellie Cornell. I know, dude. If Ellie would have been in this movie with somebody like a a Tina to balance off of her, I would have, I would have liked Ellie probably a lot in this movie because she would have had that foil with like the over the top, blah, blah, blah. Cause you can make Tina go a little bit too far. And Ellie's the one that should be like, okay, like Tina, let's hold up for a second. Or like Ellie would balance out really good with her, which I guess is what this new girl is supposed to be. Uh, Tamara Glenn's character, but like, cause yeah, but she's, her- you know, she's not as yeah, but she's not as reserved as Rachel. That's the thing. It's like I, I can tell the director wants her to be the I don't know, the that kind of um, the the one to balance out Tina's craziness. But she's also kind of crazy, too. So yeah, it's just she's, like, she's down a clown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, this there, there's a part coming up. They're literally just walking and. Uh, Michael Myers standing over there. You see that far? Where's he at? Oh, I see him. <laughs> oh, that branch just fell down. I never realized that before. Dude, I think I've probably I probably watched this movie 50 times before I ever noticed he was he was back there. Cause it's very subtle. Like I see him, I see him holding in the knife. Yeah. But dude, it almost looks like they were heading that way too. Okay, they're about to turn around. Yeah, that shit right there. Mikey she just goes, Michael, and he just somehow hears it. I, I, he's out of nowhere. He's there, and he's like, what? Dude, I love this guy. It's so 80s. I fucking love this guy. He's such an ass. Oh, he is. You know, I back when I was like 16, 17, I, uh, I, I smoked Marlboro Reds because he did in this movie. <laughs> I kind of wanted, I wanted to be like Mike. I was like, yeah, I smoke Marvel Reds. Yeah. What were you saying about Tamara, though? Uh, I've just, she, <coughs> to, about Terrifier 2, she had gone through some struggles recently, like personally, and she kind of fell off the map for a while and didn't act for a while. And then, yeah, I did see that like a year or two ago. She came out and announced that she was in Terrifier 2. And I was like, oh, good for her. Because, you know, I, I, I didn't never really saw her in much, but it's always cool. I, I guess for me as a Halloween fan, when I see like Halloween alumni, like years yeah, down the yeah. road, get, yeah, doing something like that. Yeah. I think it's cool. Well, it's interesting because a lot of these people, like they kind of just do these movies and horror films and they're, they're done. And then they decide, yeah. they realize that they have a big dedicated fan base. Have a lane camp. A, and then they have a career, you know, doing conventions. Yeah. You know, just to let me do one good horror film. Let me do one good horror film and I will I will do I will be coming to a city near you, you know. <laughs> and you could you could pay me to take a picture. You guys know anybody in high places, let them know that they need to get the Unita boys in a movie. I'll give the performance of a lifetime, dude. Hey, Dead Meat was in Scream 5. I want to aim higher. Like I want to be let's be in the next Scorsese. Elm Street, dude. Let's be in the next <laughs> Elm Street. That give me a give me a role, dude. Give me yeah, something. Let, to do. I, I would I would be I would even just be a bit player that gets killed in a cool way. Don't care. Yeah. Just give me a shot. I dude, I don't think we talk about that enough. By the way, I want to say I do really like this scene of her like running oh, through fantastic. the laundry with the flash. It's, yeah. It's great, dude. 
stylized. I this is uh, Dominique Gotham and Gerard right here. This is his influence. I I really Yeah, Evil Deadish almost with the camera uh-huh. follow like it's I love this uh this corridor down here, kind of like you know, the weird lighting and all the the cobwebs. Yeah, Dude, it's awesome. The cat and mouse stuff throughout this movie is phenomenal. I mean, all the chase stuff, I mean I would say that the the laundry shoot scene is not only a highlight for this movie, but probably uh, the franchise in the franchise. Yeah. No, even people that hate this movie, when they review this movie or talk about it, they always mention the laundry shoot sequence is good. I mean, yeah, you, you that's just it's just not it's not debatable. It's a great sequence. And it would have been even better had they been able to keep the shot of her getting stabbed in the leg in the movie. I mean, because that just ups the ante so much. Like, it's one thing to have him chasing her. It's another thing for him to wound her. Like, damn, this guy means business. Yeah. Why are you protecting him? He's going to... Come on, Don. Yeah, You're fuck. making a mess, dude. Get this fucking table <laughs> out of here. You're making a fucking mess, dog. <laughs> I love how the nurse just comes up behind him and she's like, Dr. Loomis. Leave her alone. Does he work here or is he? <laughs> uh, it's it's muddy, but I believe the intention was that, yes, like he is one of her doctors. He he requested to be one of her doctors after what happened at the end of Halloween four, because he thought obviously she had some kind of maybe connection with Michael now. And he knew that Michael would come back for her. So he could use her as bait, which can't wait to get to that part at the end because that is super fucked up. But I love it. Yeah. He's just like, you want her? Come and get her. It's it's cool to actually see Loomis and, and Michael kind of fight, too, you know. Yeah. Obviously, we, we couldn't see much of that in six because of his age. He wasn't very. He couldn't. This was the last movie where he was fairly, I guess, ambulant and could, you know, swing. And and he was probably what early sixties here, maybe. No, maybe here he was. I say early. I meant like early seventies. Frankly, yeah, he was sixty nine, yeah. seventy. Yeah. Here we go, dude. What was that? Is that a greyhound bus that just pulled into fucking town? Yeah, I think so. And what's this broad doing with a dog right there on the side of like I don't did that look like it was like in a bigger city somewhere? It looked like a totally different location. Yeah. Like it wasn't and even the know, same town. The funny thing about this too, I hear people say this a lot about this house. Like not only is oh it doesn't resemble the Myers house, but you know, where the hell did they even find this? They, no, this was found in Salt Lake. This is the same town. The entire movie was shot. This big ass gothic manor. Um and you know, I've just never been someone that subscribes to the Oh, but it doesn't look like the house in the first one. So fuck this Myers house. Dominique said on the commentary, we needed a house like this because we knew our finale was going to have, it needed a basement. It needed a laundry chute. It needed an attic. It needed a lot of space. So we needed a big house. Like I just, yeah, I don't care about that kind of shit, man. I just don't just, it's if, if it's cool and I like the way it looks, I, I'm cool. I'm fine with it. You know? Yeah. Continuity has never been my strong suit. 
Not just that, but dude, what slasher franchise by the time you get to the fifth, sixth, seventh movie has that much continuity? None. None. Not really, I guess. You know, they have they all have to stretch at some point in order to keep making movies. It's just the way it goes. Fucking leaves and shit growing in this house. Yeah, man. You can tell he's drunk off his ass right here. Anybody to find a rat or something? Yes, at the bottom. And he gives this like giggle. It it is such a drunk man thing. Like, oh shit. <laughs> Didn't expect that. Like <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh man. I don't think I ever disliked this movie. I think I just wasn't vocal about it for a long time. Like because I could tell it was different and it was just kind of weird. Look at him. He like takes him like three times to hit the switch too, doesn't it? Like with the gun. Watch. Yeah. It's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. He's totally sober. <clears throat> no, yeah, man. This was the first Halloween movie I ever watched. So nostalgia is definitely a hell of a drug. This was my introduction to Michael Myers when I was a little kid. And it it scared me. It did. The mask in this movie. It's it's mean. It's got a mean look. I think it looks its best when you don't see it straight on, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the same thing for six as well, even though I, I like the look of six in bright delay. Like the when you see it kind of peripherally, too, they just oh, man, they're great. Damn. Not Michael. Just that. So did Michael eat the rat? I think that's the assumption. Yeah. <laughs> But like, like so Loomis, like <laughs> just watch him struggle to lock the laundry chute too. He's laughing his ass off. He's like, <laughs> well, drunk off his know, ass. It's a little dry rotted. We can, we can cut him some slack, <laughs> dude. Look at Michael just fucking chilling. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing that people don't talk about about this movie enough is like he really goes back to his just like stalking in the background like he did in the first one. He does it throughout this movie. See, the only thing that they that for from my personal taste that I would have liked to have seen done. And again, this goes back. This is why I like Rob Zombies 2 a lot as well. I don't need it to be scary. But, like, fuck, dude, what does he do all year? Like, thank you for, in Halloween 2, you see him roaming and traveling, and he's just, he's going everywhere. He's just go, walking through fucking fields and shit. Like, okay, that's cool to me. It's not, I wouldn't say it's quote-unquote scary, but why would it be? It's like, what's he doing? But, like, the the produ- the original beginning of this movie was so, I would argue that'd be the coolest, the coolest way of showing how what he does for a year? He's fucking trying to get resurrected by this like drug addicted meth amphetamine, you know, <laughs> you know, doctor occult, occult member. Like, dude, that's awesome. I just, God, what does he do all year? Like, I just want to see it. Just give me something. And like, it's a shame that we didn't get that. In, it's uh, so funny that people knock Rob Zombie's Halloween too for that too. That's one of the things you hear the most. Oh, fucking Hobo Myers. What was he supposed to have done in that time? Like, what did you expect? Seriously, like, I've always wondered, what did you expect? Like, men, if they go... Like, what if he's just Dracula for a fucking year and he just, like, puts himself in a coffin for 300 Yeah, I guess that's what they expect. 
He's going to come back the next Halloween, brand new jumpsuit, brand new mask. He's going to look great, pristine. Nah, dude, he's not shaven. Like, he's not, nah. Also, I love how boyfriend Mikey just does everything he can to draw attention to himself. Oh, I know. Just While he's told not to. Like, dude, hey, I love how his buddy's like, hey, dude, be quiet. Like, we got, I'm going to bring you in the back. I'm going to snake you some beer. While he peels out in front of the fucking store. And hauls ass into the back of the like the garage at the store to get you know stealing beer. So honestly, Mikey's coming here to do the Lord. Michael Myers is here to do the Lord's work now. Yes, he dude, is. just just trash it. I like Mikey, but like his at least we get he gets a good death. He does. And the fact that the fact that Myers is a troll and scratches his car is fucking awesome. That this is like the most Freddy kill he ever did to me. Because he's just trolling the shit out of him. Yep. Trick or treat. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. He's selling it. Dude, his face is the scariest part about this whole thing. Like, he looked fucking terrified. Yeah. And Don <laughs> Shanks. Don Shanks is a big dude. He's, yeah, dude. He is like body wise. He is like one of the best for me. I, dude, I like him big. What can I say? Yeah, Tyler Maine too. He's just, I, I, I don't know. I like that about Myers. It's easier. I guess it's just easier for me to believe that he can accomplish all the things he accomplishes when he is a physical specimen like that. Like, I don't know. It's, it's the same thing as like why sometimes it's hard to imagine. Like, I think of, the scene in Bride of Chucky where Chucky is literally sitting on the pillow on Jennifer on uh, Tiffany's boyfriend's face and like suffocates him. I'm like, I love Bride of Chucky, but like no fucking way would that happen. Yeah. So it's like it's just easier when your antagonist has that body type and has that physicality because they can sell that. All right, here are all the parents. Is it, oh, like what yeah. is this a is this a ment a child like an inpatient ch- mental I think for so kids? yes so, yeah so oh these, yeah yeah this is an inpatient yeah dude that kid with the half moon face was kind of creepy <laughs> did you see that shit <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say too for Halloween five just dropping this random man in black in here with giving no backstory at all. I think Halloween six does a good job trying to explain that. I really do. Whether you like the whole thorn angle or not, I don't think it's badly done. Like, I mean, what the hell else would you have done with it? Besides like explain a cult, like, is it his dad or something? (laughs) You know? Yeah. You know, the thing about this scene Tina is trying to play off this like sexy maid, but I don't think that costume is very sexy. You know what I mean? Like she does this like shit out here in the like street. I kind of like it, but (laughs) yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. It is. It is kind of revealing. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm just used to the costumes nowadays. Jesus Christ. Any sexy quote unquote costume nowadays is just like a piece of fucking fabric. It's, <laughs> it's practically lingerie. Yes. Know? Yes. You know, back then I'm sure this was risque. Like nowadays you show up to a Halloween party with <laughs> fucking G string and nipple tassels. <laughs> Man, this shit. I know. 
I like how, don't they have like a scene where like she starts having like a vision of this shit and it, they almost make it seem like she's about to fall off the balcony, but she's yeah, actually that's, like that's about to happen. But she's yeah. really not near like she's not she doesn't. She's just kind of by it, but they they shoot it like she's about to fall off almost. Or am I imagining yeah. that? No, no, this is about to happen. She like starts to stumble and it looks like she's going to fall backward and everyone screams and stuff. Yeah, that happens <laughs> here in a few seconds. Dude, they should have just let her fall. Yeah, I mean, fuck it, you know. Someone, there's plenty of people down there. It's basically, it's basically crowd surfing, stage diving. Someone would have caught her. People don't talk enough about how like tense this moment is, too. First of all, the German brute mask is fucking amazing. Yes, I need this mask in my collection. I think Trick or Treat makes it. They do. I gotta have it, dude. The brute is fucking awesome. I love that mask. But this again, though, to what you said. Yeah, here's the thing you were talking about. Um, again, dude, fucking Luma showing up out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, he was he was in the crowd earlier. All they right, did show right. him in the crowd. But um, <laughs> I, again, though, um, this is Michael trolling again. Wearing her boyfriend's mask, driving his car, because I think I think it's because he thinks that she's going to take him to Jamie. That's what I think. Um, that that's that's understandable. So he's kind of using I, her. I feel like yeah, he always has a purpose when he does something. Like I think in four, didn't he? Didn't he ride in the back seat of the deputy's car to get to yes. the house? Yep. Like so, he he knew he couldn't kill the guy because without that, he would have been aimlessly trying to find Jamie and, and Rachel. So he needed to let the cop drive him there. Yeah. And it, I think in this one, he's hoping that being with Tina at some point, she's going to say something about where Jamie is or want to go see Jamie and he'll be able to find Jamie. That's what I think that is too. Isn't it funny too, that like Michael drives identical to the boyfriend, Michael just fucking yeah. hauling ass and breaking hard. <laughs> I have a t-shirt of that, the giant cookies. Oh, yeah. I should have wore it tonight. Woman. But no, that's um, that's another thing. The thing you just mentioned. Michael was watching her boyfriend, Mike. He saw how he drove. So, like, again, he is playing it up that he is her boyfriend. Like, he's... Michael ain't dumb. This is funny to me right here. Like, with Loomis trying to figure it out. He sounds like such a grandpa right here. When... uh. She starts saying, "A uh, woman, big woman, works in the store, huh? Works at the store. <laughs> he sounds just like an old grandpa. But here we go. Here we go. What do they sell? Big. Here we go. Big woman, works at the store. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> That's just funny as shit to me. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw that sign. Uh, gas was a dollar and thirteen cents a gallon." Dude, I'm so fucking pissed right now. Like, I know. I I went electric for my weed eater, and I went electric for my hedge hedge clippers or hedge trimmer because I had gas ones. Like, dude, I can't fucking afford it anymore. Like, I I'm going electric. It's with with everything that I can right now because, dude, it's fucking like twenty dollars doesn't even give me like a, like a bump in my truck anymore. It's ridiculous. I know. I'm so over this shit. Nah, dude, it's 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 the we're we're getting price gouged by the 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 oil companies. It's the way it is. They're trying to make up lost wages for the past two years. 
when no one was traveling because of COVID and they lost a shitload of money and now they're trying to gouge us of all of our money so they can make their profit back. It's dude, bullshit. I, I got to get a hybrid. I swear to God, dude. Yeah. I, I, I've got to get a hybrid. My singer for my band had a hybrid. He had a... Uh, God damn it. What did he have? Some kind of Lincoln car and he drove... He 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 had a job ninety miles from his house. So oh fuck that. No 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 sixty miles sixty miles. So it was like a, f- a fifty five minute ride to work every day and back, which is a pain in the ass. I've done it, but I had a, I had a work vehicle, so I wasn't paying for my gas. But he told me like, dude, like I I gas up once every two weeks if my truck gets a good charge and all that, dude. Like I'll go basically. 30 miles 30 30 35 miles before i switch switches over to gas and dude when his car was running on electric you don't even know the car is fucking on i was in the back seat one time we were going somewhere and all of a sudden we started moving i was like did you turn the car on he goes oh we're on electric right now it was amazing so dude like fuck it i'm just gonna i'm gonna bite it soon i'm getting a fucking i'm getting a fucking uh I'm getting a hybrid, dude. Like it's, it's the way this it's the way this is going, man. And and it, but this has been inevitable. I mean, we've known this. Oil won't last forever. It's a non-renewable resource. Like we're gonna have to eventually go predominantly electric eventually. So fuck it. Like yeah, dude, I'm all for it. I'm so all for it. I'm about yeah. to fucking put sun panels on my fucking roof. Like I am all for using the sun as a source of energy yeah that thing's pretty fucking powerful we should harness that more you know oh well now okay this this shit is really really mean i have always hated this line that she gives loomis i can't get it you you really all that boogeyman crap you're really creepy tina do you know what happened last year or 10 years ago I don't, I don't think, think she cares. I know. Because now she's all like, <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. I just love the fact that everything that happened with her boyfriend, wasn't she just like, when you love someone, you just, you want to go be with them. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You think Mikey really cares? <laughs> I guarantee uh, I'm going to go once, on a limb and say no. Like once he bangs you, like he won't talk to you for three days. You can just tell he's yep. a that dude. Yep. Calls her three days later. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yep. (laughs) What are you up to? (laughs) And she falls for it every time. Oh, he loves me. What do you got going on tonight? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Oh, so that part right there with Jeffrey Landman looking out the blinds, he said on the commentary, he didn't know they were filming. He was like, that wasn't supposed to be in the scene. I was just like peeking to see what they were doing. And they just zoomed in on me and like kept it in the movie. It worked. I I love little quirky things like that. I do. I think that that stuff is cool. I love when stuff happens by like happenstance and it just works. Like, you know what I want? I want trick or treat studios to do a man in black figure and just, uh, like kind of like make the figure really ominous. Don't even give it like a face. Just like make like some kind of black felt thing for the head, but make like like the the overcoat have big have like a big collar that flips up and kind of goes around the front and the yeah. big black hat. I would love a man in black figure. Yeah. So you got you got you heard it here first. Trick or treat, NECA, whoever you, whoever it is. We need a man in black figure and a super Freddy. So when I was at Texas Frightmare, I saw the Tots figures 
that they did for the Myers. And they had a bunch of Halloween five ones. Nobody wants that one for some reason. Like they 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 were sold out of one, and they they sold out of four. But like there was a bunch of fives. Granted, it was Sunday too. But I almost bought it, dude. They get they're not cheap. But like I looked at one, and I was like, "Go oh, wow, this is actually really really cool." And they're 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 probably like like maybe a foot tall or something. Maybe a little bit, eh, probably more like nine inches or something. They're not small. Yeah. They're probably inside of like those sideshow collectibles but i think they're gonna do halloween six next and that'd be the one i'd really want to get so whenever i see that one i might i might grab one of those or if they did tyler main one i'd love one of those too but it's like for some reason the rob zombie movies are just like like fucking like untouchable for merchandise uh, anymore NECA did them NECA did uh rob zombies two movies years ago no, that's a, yeah, no, but like, God, what, what, where's the shirts for those movies now? I don't see shirts for the Rob Zombie movies anymore. Hey, both of my Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 shirts I got in 09. Yeah, like you needed to buy them at the time because um, people just aren't selling them now because the fan base as a whole seems to hate those movies, most of the fan base. So they're like, oh, well, we won't make any money on this. I don't know, dude. I think if Fright Rags did a run of the Rob Zombie shirts, they'd sell. They would. Yeah, they absolutely would. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think that the note that the, that thought process is wrong. They would definitely sell. I would love some sick ass like that. Let Fright Rags get their hands on like Rob Zombie's Halloween Two or something to be cool. Can we talk about how dumb Spitz is here? He would have got shot right there. I mean, right there if those cops weren't idiots. Yeah. Like he really, you really pushed it, man. That's uh, Matthew Walker, Child's Play Three. He's um, what's the asshole's name at the uh, military academy? That is uh, like that's uh the the main guy is uh Colonel Shelton. Yeah, he is like Shelton's right hand man in that movie. I remember when I rewatched Child's Play Three a few months ago. I was like, holy shit, that's Spitz. I've never seen this guy in anything else. And by the way, his personality really is like that in real life. Every interview I've seen of him, he is like just bouncing all over the place. So <laughs> I, I love it. I love let's his go, laugh. Let's go banging a nasty ass barn. We've all been there. Shit, dude, I ain't banging in no barn. No, no I was kidding. I mean, me neither. <laughs> yeah. I'm terrified of spiders. Okay. Barns. Spiders. This is so Italian right here. The, this yep. this like lighting creeping into the barn. I guess that's cool. <clears throat> you just got a batch of kittens, just barn cats. That's a real thing too, guys. There, if if you're not familiar with barns, cat kit strays love to have their kittens like in barns. Like, I don't know, maybe because it's covered. I don't know. Oh shit, there he is. I want to know where he found like what is, what is that tool the tool call that he finds in here? I call it the Grim Reaper. Cuz like you know the grim, like that that blade, the thing he has in the cover of the Blu-ray here? Like oh, that's, that's a tool. scythe. That scythe, it's like yeah. I, that's like what the Grim Reaper fucking has. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's fucking that's a deadly ass weapon. Mhm. Mm Michael's not fucking around. I wonder if they shot like a slow a throat slit for Tamra with that scythe. 
and they just couldn't use any I of it. I can't remember. I feel like they talked about it on a commentary, but I can't remember. I, I do think they did. No. No, I think Dominique actually said that with that scene, the int- you no, know, I think it was always intended to be that way because he mentioned about, um, by the way, I love how Michael's like just back there in the fucking like fog. Um, he mentioned how that in, this entire barn sequence, like the sex scene and the, and the kills, he wanted to be about what you don't see. Um, like he, that's why he intentionally didn't show any nudity. And like he said, I didn't want to show nudity. I didn't. And I think with her death, too, it was like, I want your brain to go a million different places. What? Where did he slice her at? Like what happened? But we don't see it. So fair enough. Kind of Carpenter-esque. I mean, Carpenter was that way with the first one. He wanted it to be that theater of the mind, you know. Yeah, I just don't think the cinematography in this movie gets enough credit. Well, especially once you see this movie scanned up real well, too. It looks a lot better. Oh, yeah. A little bit of fun trivia for you guys. Um, For this scene that we're about to see, the um, not so much of a sex scene, but apparently a sex scene, Tamara Glenn was actually drunk because she was so nervous. To film this she'd never done anything like this so she had to get drunk um to allow herself to pretend to have sex i guess that's fair i'd probably do the same thing yeah and she she spoke about how dominique was very like very kind about it and very like i don't want to show anything this really isn't going to be a big deal it's going to be all implied but she was still so nervous she was like i had to get fucking drunk like eh you and Donald Pleasance, you guys hang out in his trailer, throw some whiskey back. And, All right, I'm ready. Um, so one thing I wanted to mention, so there's a lot of speculation and I would I would assume I would assume to this year would be the year cuz it'd be the next year. I anticipate They'll do 4Ks of 6, 7, and 8 this year. But my, of course, I would absolutely adore for them to do 6, 7, 8, RZ1 and 2 as well. Um, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any real information that I could share about it, but I don't know, dude. I really hope they just crank the rest of them out this year and just get them out. Obviously, they're not going to touch the new ones. There's no reason to because they're already on 4K from Universal and shit. But, dude, it's just time we just fucking get them all out and get them, just get get it over with. You know, I wonder if they, if they do it, do you think they'll use the same kind of artwork and all that shit? And do you yeah. think I think, okay, so to your point, we talked about this last year when the, the first five came out. Christian and I have always felt that they were going to do the next five. We, we've always felt that way and signs just seem to be pointing that way. Now we can't, we can't say, Oh yeah, for sure. And we have this source. No, but don't be surprised if in like two months or so, just like last time we get an announcement about it. I could see it. It's going to be a two, it's going to be a twofer 
kind of not you get both, but you're going to have a choice. I think they're going to do a run of the next five, and they're also going to probably do a box set of all ten. I, I really, really do. So in case you didn't get the first five, I think you're going to be able to get a box set of them too, um, which will probably just be do ridiculously. You, well, do you think? Do you think it's going to be like a big combo pack thing, or do you think they're going to try to do a I, a uh, set like the first collection that came out. I, I have, you know, I've got the combo set for the quote unquote complete collection too. When that that got announced, basically, I think I, around the same time as the this fifteen disc set. Like, so they did that, you know, moderately priced combo set where it's like in two Blu-ray cases, the sets of movies. Yeah, I wonder uh, if they'll do that. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but my thing is I would be so fucking tempted to buy a box set if they did a box set with all 10, even though I already have the first five, because I'm sure it would have some sick artwork and a nice case for all of them. And I would just be so tempted. I don't know, dude. Like it would be tempting, but like it, I, they're, they're not cheap. I'd probably just fucking buy the following ones and then, Somebody will. Somebody on Etsy makes box sets for the for the sets you can get now for the five you have now. Yeah, and you can choose the artwork you want to put on it. Which I thought I've been thinking about doing that, but I keep telling myself just just wait, just wait because they're probably going to announce the rest of them. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other kind of footage or stuff that we could see that would be, you know, special. Or what kind of new features they could get. The only thing I would like to see new is Rob interviews, just looking back at them. I want a Halloween 2 making of. We never got one for Rob's Halloween 2. I want a Halloween 2 making of. It doesn't need to be the eight-hour documentary that he made. He's on record saying that that one was eight hours. And it's in a vault, as he put it. It's in a vault somewhere, and the Weinstein Company would never let it see the light of day. So. Why? Why he opened up about it? He said that because it basically that movie tarnished his relationship with Miramax and Dimension and then the wine scenes because the entire time on set he would intentionally put things in the movie they told him not to put in. He would make decisions intentionally to say, No, fuck you, you guys handicapped me with my first movie and told me I could make this one my own, and now you're trying to tell me I can't. So he intentionally was like, No, fuck you. And apparently he badmouthed them a lot on set. So I'm assuming that behind the scenes making of would have all of that, all of it. But the Weinstein company went under. So who cares? I mean, I guess Miramax. You know, that, that's thing. another thing that's interesting with these movies is there's, they've been, they've been licensing off or selling off, whatever you want to call it. I don't really understand it completely. Obviously we saw that Paramount is now, Paramount is now putting out uh, the Scream movies. Or did they purchase the lot? Did they purchase the films too? Because no, I, Spy, Spyglass Media did, I believe. It was either Spyglass or it's a partnership between Paramount and Spyglass Media. But right, because yeah. Spyglass is basically a Blumhouse. There are yes. they're a they make the movies. And then the, the the big big people put out the movies and distribute the movies and shit, right? Mm -hmm. yep. So Universal is Universal and Blumhouse is like Sky Sky 
Sp- Spyglass and Paramount, basically. Yep. So I don't know what's wh- where the mirror uh, where the Rob Zombie and the rest of the Miramax Holly movies are. I'm assuming they those either haven't been sold. All. I don't know. Like, is Miramax under, or are they just they're just like bleeding and fucking liquidating their their shit because, like, because of the Weinstein stuff. Like, they can't. I don't know, but if I'm not well. mistaken, and, and I, I want to ask Sean about this next time we have him on the podcast. Which, by the way, I want to let you guys know, all of our listeners, um, we have we have a couple cool shows coming up uh in the next few weeks month or so we're gonna have uh sean clark back on here um we're gonna try to see if we can get him to get chris nelson too we're gonna try but um you know at the very least we'll have the man himself sean clark uh we're also gonna have dave mccray on here um that'll be exciting um but um yeah i don't know man i i want to say all of the rights reverted back to Trankus for all of those movies. I think Trankus. Now, who owns that? Is that that uh, old Irwin dude? Uh, no, that's Malik Akkad. Um, Malik has a good relationship with them Scream Factory dudes, then doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As far as it, for at least what Sean Clark has said, he was very instrumental in that complete collection box set. Oh, dude, together. we're getting we're getting the Rob Zombie ones this year. Then, if, yeah. if that's the case, my money says we're gonna get it. And, dude, I don't give a fuck what nobody says. When those movies comes out, all those people that shit talk Rob Zombie's movies will be pre-ordering the fuck mm-hmm. out of them. You'll be buying Mark them. my words. Everybody shit talk. Look, is it the greatest art ever? No, but people were bleeding out of their ass over this shit about fucking artwork. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, of of. 80s slasher movies like the the kind of cheesy artwork is intentional they want i mean it's very emblematic of the time i love it i love it I, i'm just over getting getting worked up about that kind of shit dude yeah like that, that it's so, so surface it. level it's so sir i just yeah, i don't care enough this guys this scene i remember when i was a kid this scene really did mess me up in the sense of like it is ruthless He's chasing children with a vehicle, and and to, and then to know what happened, what all went into it behind the scenes. This was real, you know. Don was driving this car after these people. Danielle Harris has been on record saying it was really dangerous. Like at one point, I think she fell down and um, almost got, or or Wendy fell down and almost got run over by the car. Like it was. It was very hazardous for these actors. Um, they didn't even let Danielle run. Uh, that's Danielle there. But when the car is chasing, that's uh, Mustafa Akkad's daughter. That's his daughter. They wouldn't let Danielle do it just in case something happened. Which, what does that say about Mustafa? <laughs> the owner of Nothing the, can happen the, to yeah. Danielle, but uh, hey, kid. You know, dude, I've always wanted to talk about this before. What do you think would have happened? Had Mustafa not passed away when he did, uh, we would have gotten a sequel to Resurrection. Absolutely. Uh, you really think so, though? Yes, because he was actively taking pitches up until his death. And Malik has talked about where the franchise was at after his dad died. He said we had had hundreds of pitches for a Halloween nine, like we had a ton. And apparently, there was a few Mustafa really liked. Um, 
but he felt when his dad died, he felt like it was on him to kind of reinvigorate the franchise now that it was his and he was taking the mantle from his dad. So the natural way to go with that is let's, let's just reboot, remake, like let's restart. Let's not continue his legacy. Those eight movies are his legacy. Now let me build my own. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that Malik has built a very good legacy. I, let's be honest. I, you know, 2018 kills. Dude, um, he's making fucking money. I'll tell you yeah. that right now. And Probably making more money than his dad did. Yes. Yes. Um, well, maybe I know merchandising, at least for these movies, even if they weren't the biggest box office hits like 2018 and kills were the merchandising was off the fucking charts. So, I mean, you look at the success of Rob's movie and then just fucking Halloween 2018. It's staggering. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is considered a disappointment and it made $40 million on a yeah. $15 million budget, almost three times its budget. It made millions for Malik. Like they made millions of dollars off that movie. But yeah, but I like they're they're expecting big fucking returns. Like I get that, you know. But like oh, yeah, then you get 2018 over 250 million. It's like, yeah. Honestly, dude, I was shocked when Kills made a bunch of money. I really fucking was. Dude, especially they handicapped themselves or they 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 they, they cut themselves off at the knees with Peacock because of fear of I think they did it as a public a publicity stunt to like you know, I, I I think not to get political, but I wonder if it was part like we should do this to promote safety for our 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 viewers and our fans to give them the option to see it at home as well as a theater. Cause I feel like at the time, if they would have gone just theater, maybe it could have got them some bad. Uh, what's what I'm looking for? Some bad PR, I guess, or something. I don't know, but regardless, dude, I'd fucking made like a hundred something million dollars. Yeah, like, like what the hell? Making 130 million. That's insane. Million. Yeah. No, it's it, fucking crazy. It, it is. It really is. But, I got to say, I, I I see that side of it. I could definitely see that being a factor. But I do believe Jason Blum when he says, we were worried that not enough people would go to theaters to see it. Like, we honestly thought that it, this could get swept under the rug, kind of. Like, because a lot of movies that were coming out, theater exclusive, Don't Breathe 2. You remember how big Don't Breathe was? Don't Breathe 2 made like 30 million bucks. Like, no, yeah. it, it just didn't do well. So, when you know they probably i shudder to think what their investment was there that when they made this deal with trankus i you know jason blum ponied up a lot of money so for that kind of investment in this i do believe him when he says we wanted people to see this shit and if they're not going to go see it in the theaters they can at least give us money through peacock you know because yeah, we and, need to make money on this and and everybody speculates look I, I i i try not to ever talk out of my ass although i do that a lot but like I don't know what kind of deal financially was done with Peacock. Obviously, I think Peacock is owned by Universal, but do they pay the Blumhouse team? Yes. Does, Jamie, does Jamie get a cut from quote unquote what would have been returns from Peacock? Do they see how many people are viewing the movie on a nightly basis or a weekly basis through the subscription service? Does that translate into a a, a RPM? Like, you know, I don't know, but I shudder to think that Jason Blum had to start buying off-brand cereal 
after that. No, no. But I think the, the, the way to look at it, by the way, the answer to all your questions is yes to all of those questions. Yeah. The, the, yeah. It was absolutely, they all financially gained off of that Peacock decision. Um, but I think it's more, it's more or less just, no, he wasn't going to struggle if that movie didn't do well, but Blum is a type of guy that, I mean, you just look at these Blumhouse movies. He makes them on micro budgets compared to what most movies are made on because he wants to make as much money as possible. And I, especially with Halloween, this is this was something he's talked about on Twitter. They, they've tried to get Scream Friday and Nightmare. They've tried all the big series. They tried to get them all under the Blumhouse umbrella. And I I don't speak. Go ahead and finish, but I want to comment on that. I was just saying that I just think that with the investment he made with Halloween, he wants these movies to make buku bucks. Like he wants these to be his bread and butter. So you can put uh, put out a Happy Death Day two to make seventy million dollars. That's cool. He's looking for two three hundred million with these movies. He wants yeah. these to be the cash cows that they can be. I, I I don't think Blumhouse is the right people for Friday the thirteenth. That's no. me personally. I don't I don't think that's a good fit. Who if you ask me who, I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know, but I don't think they're the right fit. And to be honest with you, Christian, I didn't think Platinum Dunes was a bad fit for him. I really don't. Well, they they yeah, they aged a little bit better comparatively to certain stuff that they did but i mean when you well, look why back can't at friday it, go back to paramount at this point you know what i mean like paramount they're they're doing scream um well yeah i mean we get they, it's a dude when you look at how f big of a fucking mess it is paramount owns paramount can make a movie called friday but taking away the victor and sean shit look at the poster for the remake look at the bottom you're going to see New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers on the right side, and you're going to see Paramount on the left side. They had to do a joint venture to make the fucking movie to call it a, to call it Friday the 13th, number one, because Paramount, as we know, sold the licensing to Jason, to New Line, to do, do movies with that character, but they couldn't call it a Friday the 13th movie. They couldn't call it that. Yeah. So just to, just to make a movie called Friday the 13th from that fucking point, they had to join because become a joint venture now put into consideration all the shit we have going on with dude. It is a shit show. It's a, it's disgusting. It's all a the shit perfect. that's going on. And, and you know, the scariest part about this, I was thinking about this the other day, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about the Friday legal fight. And, um, the scariest thing about it to me is what happens if Sean or Victor dies? And this is unresolved. We could, we could never get another movie again. Because then where do the rights go and do they get caught up in legal limbo and there's nobody there to make the decisions? I mean, it's it's scary. Like it is scary. They're I they, I they I gotta resolve this. Yeah. I, I like Victor. I I think Victor needs his piece of the pie, sure. But I'd much rather Sean become the sole owner of I'd, I'd I kind of want Victor out of the picture. I want him to make money and do his thing. But I just trust Sean more than Victor. At, at, when, when, oh, when, yeah. I yeah. just do. I just do. And I listen to Sean talk in interviews and stuff. He wants he wants to make movies for the fans. He has a he has a passion for him. And he yeah. wants he wants. And the, the irony is, like some people like 
Adam Marcus say he doesn't. And, you know, there's a whole thing with that there, too, personally, with those guys. But, I mean, if you listen to Sean talk on the Jason X, I know you don't have the set, but, like, Sean, it's actually the stuff's on YouTube. You'd love it, the making of Jason X. It's on YouTube that was on the Blu-ray set for Scream Factory. Sean talked about all the making of Jason X and what he wants to do, and he said, I've learned my lesson. People want Jason the way they know him. They want him in the woods. And, you know, I want to give the people another one, but like he, he doesn't get into the lawsuit stuff in the interview, obviously. And he's probably not supposed to talk about it one for one reason or other, but like, you could tell he wants to give the fans what they want, but he can't like, so I, I kind of want Sean to be the guy to get, get it back and let, I want Sean to run with it. And, oh yeah, I mean, I, that's just me. That's just, no, me. I agree. I, I want it to be Sean. I don't want it to be Victor. Oh, now this is this is one of the best moments in the movie, guys. Yes, we are still watching Halloween Five, by the way. Didn't Charlie. he like pull a fucking? Didn't he pull a? F- oh. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. <laughs> That's how oh. it's exactly, dude. That I've heard that word said that way in like fifty other cop movies, or it's like comedies or something. Just like Charlie. Nobody does it better than Donald here. Oh, it's hysterical. There's Mikey driving the cup. Doom! Dude, we are so on sync right now. I can hear your volume just a little bit. And when he said, Eddie, do you read me? The cop actually mouthed it at the same time. That's <laughs> nuts. So we are perfectly in sync. Yeah, because I hit play when you say two instead of one. Because there's usually like a second. You're like a, in real time. You're probably a second or two ahead of me from when you're video is caught up to like when your video plays so you crazy son of a bitch there we go charlie charlie <laughs> god I, f- I love donald pleasance man dude he's money in this movie people complain about loomis in this movie oh over the top loomis yeah yeah it makes sense for his character it's after all the shit dude. he's been through i wouldn't be fucking around either just take it at face value for God's sakes. Like, how do you not love it? I know. You and know? how it and how is it not a natural progression for the character? I mean, it just is, man. If I was this dude's doctor and he'd broken out how many times now and killed how many people, I'd be like, dude, I don't care who I gotta pull a gun on. <laughs> I'm getting this dude. You know, I'm looking at this house. I wonder how much of a pain in the ass it is to build a house like that with that round. Oh. T- tower thing like because that's all brick right there too like yep damn dude yep i bet you that house sold for fucking a ton of money yeah i was bummed when sean went on his horse all the grounds there because he didn't get to go inside um i don't know if they told him no because it's owned by someone now uh, or if they weren't home but i was bummed because i would have loved to see what it looks like on the inside well we're not seeing the actual inside mm-hmm. of it right here are we is that a yes set or- yeah we are no we are this is the inside of the house. Jesus Christ. Yep. Come on. The, just turn around, dude. He's right there. <laughs> to my knowledge, the only part of this movie that was a set was the they the, the, the laundry shoot was real, but they had to make a set version of it, too, for the camera scenes where it's in the shoot with her and then the attic. Yeah. The attic was a set. But all of this is, yeah, this is the house. Here we go. 
Oh, we haven't even gotten to my favorite fucking part yet, dude. I like the scene where he takes the mask off. I love that shit. Oh, so many people hate that, dude. Well, they can die. (laughs) (laughs) Headline tomorrow. I fucking love it. It's cool, dude. Yeah. Who gives a shit? I like, too, that... I like the mask with the eyes blacked out. I do. Oh, the the uh the, the like the fishnet thing. Yeah, I don't need to see his eyes. It humanizes him too much. They started, I, I don't. Yeah, they started doing that on the Jason. Yeah. I think they actually in Jason takes one head, and I think he act like Kane said they actually put uh fabric over the eye holes, so it's just yeah. like he could see through it kind of, but it's that's, fucking black. That's what they did with Don Shanks here too. It was fabric. He's. Ooh, the slash coming up here. You know, I've seen still frames of this image, and it makes me laugh because it looks like Michael's sad the way he's. Yeah. Like, oh, mm. Loomis, you stupid son of a bitch! There he goes. Launched his ass, dude. Michael in four and five just fucking launches Loomis right outside of a window in four at the school. Yeah. <laughs> nobody talks about that. Like the next, we just see Loomis at the end there when they're shooting Michael, but he got thrown out of a second story window of school. Like, yeah, dude, just launched, man. And it's almost like he doesn't want to kill, kill him yet. You know? Yeah. I think that's why Michael does it. Like, dude, you know, Charlie's what? Like, such a, Charlie's such a dumbass there, a dry rotted borb. Yeah, like you really, fucking... <laughs> Charlie, you dude, to die, Charlie. Charlie, dude, you know what? You know you should have. Here we go. By the way, I love when he shoots Michael. You get this. Um... Oh, by the way, about five, ten seconds ago, guys. If you, uh, you would have to rewind it if you haven't already noticed this. But since I'm a Halloween nut, I notice these little things. You can see Dominique's hand. In the mirror reflection, uh, he points to the window to like direct them like, okay, now go out the window. You can see it in the third panel of the mirror. You can see his hand point to the window. Little things like that. Shit, I, I never noticed that before. Yep. Charlie. Shoot, no, I forgot, we haven't done the laundry shoot scene yet either. No, we haven't. I feel like this movie's that. over already, but like, no, there's still a bunch of shit we got to see. Oh, this is the best stuff of the movie, too. This whole climax is fucking awesome. Did you know that this that scene right there was lo- was like 30 seconds longer of him hanging out the window until he stopped moving and was dead, and they had to cut it down because of an X rating? Ah, bastards. I know. They also... Um, there's There's rumor that they did shoot inside the children's clinic where he went on a rampage. There's also rumor that they didn't. I haven't heard definitively what, whether they did or not. Didn't you, didn't you reach out to Othanen on Facebook or something I did. a while back? I did. Um, I just let him, I was, God, I was probably 17, 18. And, oh, I thought uh, this was recent shit. No, I did. I, I reached out to him again, uh, maybe a little less than a year ago. But when I first spoke to him, I just basically was like, Hey man, I just want to let you know, like, cause I, you know, these directors hear it, you know, they do. And I just wanted to be like, Hey, I wanted to let you know, I really love your Halloween movie. Like I, I really do. It's one of my favorites. I think you did a great job type thing. And he said, thank you for the kind words. It's really nice to hear that, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
And uh, I struck up a little bit of a conversation with him, see what he was up to. And then he yeah. took like a year to like continue the conversation with me. He's like, sorry, I live in China now. You know, like it's life's <laughs> been hectic. I'm like, holy shit. The fuck you doing um, in China? Yeah, I know. So, but he's, he's a, he was a really sweet guy. And, you know, that was one thing that everybody that worked on this movie, Danielle's talked about it over and over again, how Dominique was just so like kind and just such a good dude. Um, so I just it really shit pissed, on, dude. Like I know it really pisses me off that he gets as much shit as he does. Because I think that twenty five years of terror documentary did him no favors. No, they made him look like a fucking. I don't even know, man. Well, they like, showed they, they showed they, him like twice, and and at, when he was talking both times, he seemed like he was like mentally unstable. Like he did, yeah. like I don't know. And then they 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 had him talking and uh that that slam when she hits like they did a good job. I wonder what I wonder what they actually dropped down there to get that thud look. Sandbags. Sandbags. Yep. So they didn't do many favors on the fucking DVDs himself when they had, they did like the mini making ofs and he goes it's a it's a cat and mouse thing and the cat chases the mouse and the mouse catches mm-hmm. it and we the audience know um uh I, I guess that's it. Like you could have cut that out. Like, cause that made him look like stupid. <laughs> like yeah. they, it's like, dude, he was like, just, he was public enemy. Number one, even though oh, the fucking they, making of. they knew what they were doing with that 25 years of terror documentary. They knew what they were doing. They and focused it, on the movies that were popular. And then when they had to talk about the ones that weren't, they were quick with them and they made it seem like, yeah, this movie is a piece of shit. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. And I remember, like, when they started doing the part five story, they have this guy who just looks like a fucking, I don't know, a nobody. And he's just like, five wasn't received well. The director was fairly untried. And I'm like, who are you? Yeah. (laughs) Who are you, dude? And why are you on this documentary? (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I mean, what the fuck's going on here? They had Jeff Burr on that documentary, too, the director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. I love Jeff. And the the best thing about Jeff Burr being a part of the 25 years of terror, every time they, they showed parts of his interview, his room behind him, his office was a fucking disaster. (laughs) There were papers and VHS tapes everywhere. It looked like he was a hoarder, man. I mean, I remember the first time I watched it, I'm like, who is this dude? And then later I'm like, Oh my God, he directed TCM three. Like that's crazy. They did a TCM three, uh, bam, right in the leg. Pumpkinhead two, stepfather two. Yeah, Dominique also uh, also did uh, the Omen four, which I've never seen. The Omen four. It's 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 not it's not great, but it's kind of cool. Like it's uh, it kind of came out. I think it was like the nineties or something, or the late eighties. I can't remember, but it's in that Scream Factory set. I like it, but you know, it's uh it's not gonna it's, it's not uh, winning any awards. It's not winning any awards, but it's Damn. not bad, you know, it just it kinda came and nobody saw it and went. Oh man. You better get the fuck out, Jamie. I don't know. She's like, I'm not tall enough for that. <laughs> Dude, I'd be jumping out of it. I'd be jumping out of a fucking window, dude. I mean, can you imagine the terror that this, if this was like legitimate, like this, this poor kid. Yeah. She, and to add to the fact, she literally just got stabbed in the leg. Like yeah. she's in pain. She's bleeding everywhere. She's like, and this is her uncle. Like 
her fucking and she knows that too it's like why does my uncle want to kill me <laughs> yeah we all have uncles that want to kill us all these fucking candles burning in this attic. Okay, to me the Look, house that were burned down. There's nobody. There's nobody in that chair. And then when she turns around, Rachel is there. We just saw the chair, and there's nobody in it. That's there's, awesome. Did, yeah, I know these little things that I notice after the Look, fact. There's ice skates hanging yeah. off of one of those uh-huh. fucking support beams. There's a chair upside down. The uh, upside down yeah. chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, it's a dog. <laughs> stuffed animal. <laughs> is a cop that is Rachel <laughs> now she's in the chair Michael after she came up the steps he like Dude, placed from all there real quick so he killed Rachel and drug her to his house <clears throat> yeah shit man probably put her in the trunk of Mike's car probably yeah I mean fuck damn Rachel now this up. this moment is so fucking like deep because this is Jamie accepting death, like metaphorically and literally. She gets in the casket, crosses her arms, and it's like, I'm going to die. He's but gonna look, at the, me. look at the picture he has up, up there, too. That's fucking weird, dude. Like this little girl in this moment has accepted it. I'm done. You know, this is the end. I had a good yeah, run. I never thought about that, but yeah. Yeah, you can tell. She's clearly, she's like, the last thing I can do is try to. Get his humanity out, Uncle Boogeyman. I love how she says Uncle, then Boogeyman after that. <laughs> I love how she says Boogeyman. She's like Boogeyman. Like I don't know. When did she get punched in the face? I know she's got a fucking. That's a shiner. Well, here we go. We can clip everyone. Dude, says, look you know, how big the slit is on the like that mask uh-huh. was cut all the way like to the top. Yep. Damn. You can clearly see his face. They always try to say the only time you can see his face in the franchise is in the first movie. No, you you can clearly see his face here. I like also, the dude. It's just artsy and shit. It is. Like, it is. Cry, like I like it. It's almost. It like shows the, a moment of the human that there is a human in there, but well, as to, you can. It's yeah, and not, to me, it to me it, it goes with six. Like he's possessed under the cult, but like in that moment, he knows he's he's like he, his humanity shows for a second. Like, dude, I'm fucking. I can't control what I'm doing. Almost like I'm li- I'm I'm trying to kill my niece right now. Like, I love what, it, dude. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, I fucking love it. He's a tragic character. He really is a tragic character. And for someone that has no lines in this entire franchise, um. Dude, it, it's great. It is great. He's a tragic character. I really, I, I've just, I don't know, man. I love, I love Michael Myers so much. But this is fucking insane, and I love it. He's like, you want her? Come and get her. It's, he's got to do what he's got to do. Yeah, you know? but it, it, it's. I've actually gotten into an argument on the Halloween message board years and years ago with someone about this scene. Oh, it's so fucked up, Doctor Loomis. You know, he would never have put that child in danger, and I'm like. You understand that he never intended on Michael getting her, right? Like he was never going to let that happen. It, it it was a ruse and it worked. Like he never got close enough to hurt her. Loomis would have never let him hurt her. Like seriously, like come on now. Who set up the chain net in this house? Dude, come on, it's fucking Loomis. Dude, you know that. Did he have the shotgun like under his jacket? 
No, he was up against the wall. You could see it when he walked in. Shoot the son of a bitch. I love how it's like Loomis, Loomis is people are like, oh, this this ending is so anticlimactic, you know, because like tranquilizers and beating him with a two by four. Loomis is he's run out the string. He's seen this dude get shot so many times and it didn't work. He's like, what can I do? Like maybe I poison him, poison him with a bunch of trank darts. Hopefully he dies from that. Dude, Loomis is like the only character I can ever think of. I mean, legitimately, he's the only character I can ever think of that I, I, I'm i okay with him hurting Myers. Anybody else, I'm like, come on, don't kill him. Like, Loomis is the only fucking guy. Yep. And I'm not even talking about Myers. I'm talking like anybody. Well, no, I, any did, character. I, I will say I do love it in Rob Zombie's Halloween too, as well with Lori when she just stabs the absolute fucking shit out of him. Yeah, over it's, and over. I would. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a close one. But um, but yeah, everybody else. I'm like, yeah, no, you can't. Yeah. You can't beat Michael. So do you, think do you think they're going to go big or go home and ends with like explaining what the fuck's going on? Because as of now. It makes no sense, basically, like Halloween Five, with like sitting in it, like he wants to sit in his fucking bedroom and look outside. Like, obviously, that's that makes that's that's without context. That it sounds bizarre. They, they're going to explain it. They're going to give us an explanation, and they're going to ex, you know ask us to accept it, whether we do or not. That's up to us as the viewer. Um, if I will give them points if they fucking just go for it and do something that we haven't seen before, whether I like it or not, that's one thing. But if they go for it, I promise you, mark my words, I will give them credit. Whether I like it or not, it will be a different story. But if they go big, I promise you, I will give them points for it. I will too. I don't know what they're going to say the reason is. I just know that I think we're going to get it. Like, I, we're going to get a reason. But James Jude Courtney actually said something at a convention the other day. I was watching a video on it earlier today. Uh, he was asked about his favorite scene in the trilogy, and he said it's an ends without question. He's like, but I can't obviously tell you guys what that scene is yet and um they were like well can you elaborate at all and he was like uh he said something to the effect of it's like deeply emotional like jamie lee and i before we filmed the scene we like both cried um thinking about what we were going to go film and um he said they had a moment what? together yeah he uh, said that. dude so, I Anything that someone uh, no it what it what it is is one of them uh, one of them obviously is dying or they're both dying and they were filming that scene. And I pray to God she dies. I do too. <laughs> I, and 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 Justin, uh, I I love you, Justin. But every Monday, anytime we bring up Halloween ends, and I say Jamie Lee's got to die or they both have to die. Michael can't die and her live. I just I don't I wouldn't really like it's that bullshit. And, you know, a lot of the Halloween fans, though, no, 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 Jamie, need, she needs to live. No, Bullshit. she doesn't. No, she doesn't. Kill that bitch. The way I want it to go is they die together. That's what I want. By the way, can I we just, can we just talk about this really quick here? Dude, he fucked these, dude, yeah, but, 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 but Christian, Christian <laughs> like, okay, so. <laughs> there, dude, that one dude's neck was like, twir- dude, dude that looks so uncomfortable. But this is. Oh man. Sorry. I want to see I want to see that scene. Yes. Yeah. Dude, this the, fucking the dude with the Tommy gun just Michael threw the papers everywhere. This fucking documents on the ground. This this is the <laughs> one issue I have with this scene is coming up right here. So undignified. Sheriff Meeker's just dead right there. 
fucking... What the fuck, man? We, he got an off-screen death. Did they fucking bend the metal? Like, what did they do? <laughs> the fucking... Did they drop a bomb in this place? That's metal! Michael unleashed the beast. Dude, they right. fucking... The metal is warped and fucking broken. Didn't you know this that you shoot awesome. bars? You shoot bars with a Tommy gun. And, <laughs> Dude, I love this shit. I this it, I've always felt like this ending was so haunting. Her just saying no as she stares off into like the abyss. They it's, dropped his ass off in there without taking his mask off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and he was playing with his chains too while he was sitting there. He was just playing with them. But that I love that ending. It is so like it tells the viewer. This shit ain't over. It's and, not even close to being done. Yep. Yeah, and it lets and it you see like just genuine fear from Jamie, like motherfucker, like I can't get away from this guy. I oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, great stuff. That's a, it's a great movie. It is it, to me. It is a great movie. It does exactly what it sets out to achieve. Oh, look at the stunt players. Look at the stunt players. George Wilbur. Uh huh. He was he was a stunt player in this movie. He was a he was consulted um, about certain things, but I don't think he was on screen at all. No. Cause he has openly talked about that. He wanted to come back for five, but they wanted to go with someone bigger. Um, Don was perfect for this movie. I like Don in this movie. I wouldn't change a thing. No, no, no. I think Don was great. And Wilbur was great in his movies. You know, it's like they're, they're, they're their own things, man. Like uh, that's another great thing about Michael Myers. You can just, have whoever play him. It doesn't have to be the same actor every time. You know, it's not Freddy yeah. Krueger. The hell was that? I got ghosts in my house. That was fun. <clears throat> yeah, no, no. It, you guys, if if you are a new listener of the podcast, um, you were probably like, wow, these guys talked over like half of this movie. That's what we do. That's why these are called casual commentaries because you basically get two episodes in one. You get us talking about Halloween five or whatever movie we're watching. And you get us talking about a bunch of other shit. So it's like, you're getting two episodes for the price of one. Um, that's just what we do. We can't just sit here and not talk about anything, but the movies, uh, cause that's boring. There'd be so much dead air. You know, yeah. what if you're not watching along with us, but you want to hear us talk about things. It's just, it would be, you just can't get engaged. Um, so that's, that's just how we do it. So if you're new here and you like that style, awesome. If you don't, too bad. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what else to say there. All right. So Romeo Romeo was performed by Becca Dancing on Midnight yes. White Sister. That White Sister album, I think it's called Fashion by Passion, is so good. That album is so good. They have another song called, uh, uh, I forgot the name of it, but it was a pretty big song. It's April. It's in another horror movie I know. They're a good band. Uh, that, that Dancing on Midnight song, I have to say. Um, and, and if you guys hear me say this, I don't think you'll ever hear that song the same way again. So it plays at the Tower Farm scene where they're all dancing. And every time I heard that song, up until I actually listened to it outside of the movie, I always heard the lyrics in my head where he's like, Dancing on Midnight. And then he's like, Whoa. Dancing at the Tower Farm. It just sounds like he's saying that. And they're at the Tower Farm dancing. So I, I implore you guys to go back and listen to that song and think of those words. I know they're not the words, but it literally sounds like you can just hear him saying dancing at the Tower Farm. And I'm like, did they make this song for this fucking movie? But no, no, they didn't. But 
Halloween five has a great soundtrack. Very, very product of its time, but it's Love awesome. It. Yeah. That, they use that. There's a movie called uh, twice dead from like 88 screen factory, put it out. Um, I have that. And I was shocked when I played that. When I was watching that movie. They, they play dancing on midnight in there, but it's, it's like literally a part of the movie because like, there's like a chase scene and shit that's just going to the house and they just play the song full blast in the movie. And I was like, Oh shit, that's cool. So mm-hmm. they use this song in a couple of fucking movies, which is just, that's interesting. You got to love 80s soundtracks, man. I mean, again, nightmare fives is so yeah, good. Nightmare five. And that, and I said in my revisited with nightmare five, my biggest issue is they didn't use it in the fucking movie. Like, if, it's, yeah. it's a great if, if soundtrack, you, but it doesn't make it into the movie. You hear uh, Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter for like two seconds in the background of the pool party. Very light. I was, last time I watched it, I literally walked up to my sound bar and I was like sticking my ear next to it, listening in the back. Because, dude, there's songs by, the, all the songs on the soundtrack are so good. And, yeah, it's good shit. It's funny. I covered Dancing at Midnight for my Patreon probably like three or four months ago. Yeah, I remember. I couldn't, I couldn't find the fucking lyrics on google so i literally were just making shit up on the cover <laughs> hey there you go i literally if you listen to it i'm literally just like making shit up and sometimes you should have said like, dancing at the tower farm i'm gonna make that version next <laughs> dancing at the tower farm <laughs> tell me it doesn't sound like that i mean tell me it doesn't sound like that i'd have guys. to I'd listen have, to it yeah i'd have to listen to it and and no, no. dancing at the tower farm oh Okay, yeah, when you when you when you put the melody like that, yeah, I can yeah. I can hear it. Yeah, I'm telling you. But yeah, I mean this this is one of my favorite Halloween movies. Um I just I, I love the energy of it, I love the vibe, I love the the foreign flair that was in, injected by Dominique. I think that for everything Halloween four does right, Halloween five does different things, but does them right. Uh that gothic noir kind of Italian visual style and which is weird because he's a french director but like you said it's very seems very italian film like it, influenced it does it's just dude it, it italian actors italian characters in movies when they're trying to replicate american shit sometimes it just doesn't jive totally all the way in terms of just making perfect sense and it's quirky and weird and like Loomis is dropped right and and Loomis, Donald Pleasance was in a lot of those movies he was in a phenomena which was a Dario Argento movie and he's a doctor in this like psych ward at night where he like has a monkey with him that like is his pet monkey like it's Hell fucking yeah. weird he was in a movie called a Paganini horror which is terrible um he was but he was also my point is like he was in those movies too so like that's what i'm saying like watch some of those movies and come here it's like you you get the same vibe from him which is just cool and and like our buddy uh our buddy brandon said it best halloween five is an art film um it may not be for you but i do think in its own way it is kind of a work of art um I've just always loved this little rinky dink slasher. And I feel like all of us, you know, whatever our favorite horror franchise is, we all have that guilty pleasure in the franchise, which I hate to say, because saying the word guilty pleasure sounds like such a fucking elitist bullshit thing to say. Like it's a guilty pleasure. Like you're too good to admit you like it. So you have to call it a guilty pleasure. No, no. I just mean in the sense that I know objectively it's not 
one of the best made out of the Halloween franchise, but it's one of my favorites. I just I love the energy. I, I love I, I just love it. And, and Christian, it, it, the example for Christian, you guys know this by being fans of his channel or just listening to our podcast. He finds a lot of merit with Freddy's Dead, and a lot of people don't. And he he'll never tell you it's one of the best ones, but he also won't tell you it's a piece of trash because there's just. Uh, rid- I'd say the same for Dream Child, man. It's just like yeah. to say it's a bad film. Like, I mean, shit, dude. Like, come on. Like, really? Like, I feel like there are some films that I I think, and I've been guilty of this before too, especially when I was a little bit more cynical about the Halloween movies specifically. There are slasher films that I'm like, dude, I fucking love that movie. Like, I love Madman or I love fucking The Burning. Are, are those movies really better than Halloween Five? Like, I'm just, like, I'm just saying. I think that it's no, like, not. whenever you got, whenever you got that to be compared to, of course, you look at it with a more of a keen eye. But like, when you step back and just say, like, did you just, just take it for what the fuck it is. Yeah. Are you not? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? I you mean, know? It, it is entertaining, and that's the one thing too. As long as you set the expectation for everyone, I'm not saying objectively this movie is a five star movie. I'm saying, in my opinion, I just fucking love it. Then no one can really argue with you. Um, no one can really say you're wrong. Well, hey, guess what? I didn't claim to be right. I just said I have a soft spot for it. So. If you don't, that's that's great. I mean, I gave Dream Child a two out of five, um, and and I did say I was ambivalent on it. You know, at the I didn't say I didn't say I recommended. I said I don't rec- or I or I don't recommend it. I said I'm in the middle. I'm ambivalent. If you want to watch it, great. If you don't, great. That's how I felt about Dream Child. I gave it its credit though, and I said there are a lot of great ideas in this movie, like poignant themes. But they didn't explore them enough. And it was because it was so rushed. I, yeah. I totally get it. Um, but Dream Child is not a movie that I feel like is an abomination. No, I didn't have a bad time watching it. No. I mean, I just feel like sometimes we get so fucking jaded, especially nowadays with as much. You and I have talked about it. We like A24. We like some elevated horror movies. Uh, I don't think they should rule the fucking horror landscape. And the people that do feel that way are usually the ones that get jaded about these mid late 80s slasher movies that are like oh it's fucking dog shit i know dude like honestly like it really just annoys the shit out of me sometimes like you know it's fun to talk about bad movies so i did that today okay children living dead i'd review that it's so fucking it's so (laughs) piss poor made but if you watch the review i dare anybody to watch that review and hear i i tell you to watch the movie first of all because i'm like you got to see it to believe it but like to downplay shits like I remember like I posted I, I have a Japanese dream child laser disc. It looks really cool. Okay. It's got a it's got baby Freddy on the back and long arm you know distorted limb Freddy. I thought it was cool. And like of course what happens when I post this cool looking laser disc, everybody's gotta tell me how much it's a piece of shit. Yep, I'm just like, someone like talks really? shit. You're like like really is it really a piece of shit? Like have you not like really Oh, when like, I made when I made how my team. stiff are you of a viewer that like uh, it's just it's so like it's it's so played out. It's 20. I think we started this episode with me saying it's 2022. Like, is it really cool to say Halloween five is a piece of shit? Any like like it's 2022 guys. 
I'm not saying say it's the reverse. It's a masterpiece. But for fuck's sake, it's just the type of people that I feel like are just super fun at parties. Can we and have some fun? I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, can we have, have a some good fun? fucking time, man? Like Jesus, kick back, grab a beer, grab some popcorn, and just have a good fucking time. Like I don't, I don't understand how people can't watch that scene we just saw in the jail with bodies everywhere, yeah. and not laugh their fucking ass off at how and be entertained by that. It's just, it's so funny. It's cool. Like, yeah, what are we doing here? You we, know? we we could rant about this all night. I'm just, I'm just gonna put a bow on that conversation by saying one thing. And I feel like most film fans would agree with this. The big, the Cardinal sin a movie can make is being boring, boring. And you can't tell me that Halloween five is boring. No. So you know what? It's too fucking wild, dude. Yeah. It's not boring. (laughs) Halloween six, not boring. Halloween four, not boring. Um, Halloween H2O. I'll give you that one. A A lot of it is boring. Halloween resurrection. I feel like it's less boring than H2O, but it's just so poorly made compared to H2O. H2O is just better. But my point is these movies aren't boring. You may, it may not be your cup of tea. You can't walk away being like, oh, that movie was a waste of time. Was it though? Like, was it really? Because if I'm not bored, am I wasting my time? Like, as long as I'm entertained, am I wasting my time? I don't, I don't think so. Like if I, if I watch something, and I can go objectively, okay, that's not very good, but man, it was fucking fun. I didn't waste my time. Um, the, the irony the irony is, and I feel like I've gotten, like I, I don't know if I'm getting more cynical and just like grumpy or if it's just like just the nature of a podcast. But like who really looks like the, like the fool when you shit talk a movie so hard like this, but then buy it every time it comes out? Who's the fool then? You know, you know the answer to that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. Like for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone that apparently hates Halloween five, but I guarantee you bought this Scream Factory 4K. (laughs) Put your your clown nose on. Grab your clown juice. Dude, I I, it's like there was this one guy I used to watch on YouTube, and he only liked Halloween's one through six. He does not like Halloween H2O, he does not like Resurrection, and at the time there was only the two Rob Zombie films. He did something very, like, unique. He only collected shit from the movies he liked. Man. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's bizarre. Are you kidding me? Only collecting shit from movies you like? (laughs) Who does that? (laughs) Christian, when when I first got into the YouTube game and I was watching Halloween collection videos, it used to actually fill me with rage. Let me guess. When I would see videos. Can I, can I, can I, can I beat the oh, sound yeah. bite? Yes. All right, guys. So here we got, uh, first we're start with DVDs, Halloween one, blah, blah, blah. Halloween, Halloween five. This movie is just absolutely terrible. Uh, this movie is just ridiculous. No, no, no you, you, you're hold, right. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me, this is what I was going to say. All right. Next is, uh, the, uh, second copy I have of Halloween five, the new Devin Max DVD. Same, just trash movie. Next, we've got the Blu-ray for Halloween five. Again, just absolutely hate this movie. Next, we've got the Blu-ray from the Scream Factory set from Halloween <laughs> Five. Just this, I'd hate this movie. Next, we've got the 4K. Well, obviously, I'm doing a video, you know, but yes, is that what you were getting at? That that is that that's the second thing that this the thing that pissed me off. The second most thing that pissed me off. But the thing that pissed me off the most, hands down, was uh, yeah. Here's my Halloween collection. Uh, we got Halloween. We've got Halloween Two. 
We have Halloween four, the return of Michael Myers. Cause Halloween three, just, it, I don't include it. It's not, ah, I'm going to walk, uh, which is why when I did my review, cause I'd seen so many <laughs> of those collection videos, I literally was like, it is a part of the franchise. You freaking bastards. Like <laughs> I was, met, yeah, I was, it pissed me off. And then later as the years went on people, I saw so many videos. Yeah. I, uh, you know, Halloween, Halloween two, Halloween three, Halloween four, and Halloween Resurrection, and uh, I didn't even—I didn't even bother with the Rob Zombie pieces of shit. I'm not buying those. <laughs> They're part of the fucking franchise, so don't say this is my complete Halloween collection of the entire franchise when you don't own the entire fucking franchise. You look like a clown. Like, go get your white makeup, put your fucking nose and your shoes on, and like, because you're a clown. And it just pissed me off so much. And usually, nine times out of ten, those types of people—they haven't even seen Rob Zombie's movies. Or they haven't even given them a fair shot. They're just like, oh, I heard this about it and everybody hated it. So, yeah, it's probably fucking trash. It never needed to be remade. Fuck those movies. No. Nope. I just I couldn't get behind it, man. Just, if you're if you're going to collect a franchise and you're going to say you collect the franchise and this is the complete collection, have the collection. It was like the biggest pet peeve of mine. When you don't even have the entire collection, sit down. Please. That's, that, and that's fair, but like. I, if you don't like something, I'd have more respect for you to just not buy it. calling it. I understand what you're saying. I do. But like, I also see the other side of it too. Like if you don't like something, at least you're not fucking buying it seven times at the same time, you know? Yeah. Cause I, but, like, but the problem is Christian, the, the problem is with this franchise specifically, the reason I have an issue with it is the reasons that they give. Halloween three, I didn't buy that. You know, it's not it's not part of the franchise. It doesn't have Michael Myers. That's not yeah. a good reason to not buy it. Say the name of the movie again. You know, it's like yes. <laughs> so you haven't you so you haven't even seen it, and, and you may not even dislike it, but you just don't consider it part of the franchise. So you didn't buy it. No, that's bullshit. That's a bullshit reason. So so Friday five, do you do do you not own Friday five because it's not part of? Do you not own New Nightmare because it's technically not part of the franchise i mean we could go on and on that's just bullshit and i just cannot get behind that when you have a slasher franchise or a franchise at all that it gets that long in the tooth and has that many movies every single one of them has that one movie that's like this is kind of way out there but that's part of the charm man like that is part of it tells you that there were filmmakers and writers and, and actors and stuff that were totally on board to switch up the formula Maybe it didn't right. work, but they fu they tried. They, they tried. tried. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I don't know. I, I love just... the fact. I love the fact that, especially with Halloween and Nightmare, quite frankly, as much like I love the fact that each one feels different, and like you you can start vibing with each one individually, and like you understand the like, dude, like. There, I don't know how else to put this. There are days where, like, my personality is a Halloween three, or there are days where my personality, like, now tomorrow, I'm gonna feel like my personality is gonna feel very Halloween five ish, and I'm gonna feel like I'm vibing with it now because of its unique flavor. And, well, like, dude, that's like, the that's the fun of it. That sounds like then Christian's gonna be ready soon to do that Dream Child revisited, you know, casual commentary because uh, I'd love to. That is gonna be your he'll be in the 89 vibe. And you know what better way? And then fuck it, maybe we do takes Jason, Manhattan after that. Yeah, yeah. Jason I takes mean, Manhattan. I'm telling you, look, look, guys. Uh, at the end these of these are day, the most fun ones to do commentaries on. Anyway, I mean, like, yeah, let's do part eight. 
I, I can't wait to get the vitriol in the comments too. There's going to be vitriol in the comments. Look, I'm just going to say this, guys. Christian and I, you know us. We're not going to argue with you in the comments if you disagree with us. Uh, we'll give you a heart and a thumbs up. And but we're you know, expressing it, our points of view. That's all. Yes, it is. and you're allowed to have your guys's. I will just simply say one thing: when you lay your head down at night, admit to yourself and to me and Christian, Halloween Five is not boring. Therefore, it is not a waste of your time. And I, I I wonder if there's anybody listening to this that was verbatim the person I was talking about that hates a movie but buys it eight times. <laughs> They're like that bastard's calling me out. Like did you, did they did they delete their comment or are they still going to type it out? You think? Uh, I think they still will because how do we know that they own it? You know what I mean? <laughs> They're like they don't <laughs> they're, know. They're like it's like it's like I'm not making this shit up. Like no, dude, it's very go real. on YouTube and just type it in. Like yes. people that people will hate a fucking movie. Like, don't buy it. Now, if it's in a box set that you only buy, like, okay, okay, I'll give you that. And like, if you if you're a Halloween big Halloween fan and you don't like five or fucking six, and you like H two O, and I feel like the textbook Halloween fan for from like 2012 to about 2015 was they liked one, two, four. They liked H two H two O. And yep. like the rest of them were either okay, and then there, then there's the Halloween fan that that could throw in the wild card and say, "Dude, I fucking love six, or I fucking love five, or I I like five, but I'm not, I'm not a fan of three. But like now, at least now, you see a lot of I see more variety. Like, and it'll be interesting. Like people like Lorne will say, "Oh, dude, five is clearly my favorite one besides like the original or something." He's like, "It's it's like a dark fairy tale with Michael and stuff. Like, oh, cool. Glad, glad you see it. At least we're seeing different points of view now." But like, dude, like for a while, wasn't there like the textbook fan? Oh, with yes. Halloween. Yes, I always felt that way. I would get bored watching uh, like people do videos on Halloween, like the Halloween franchise ranked, like because it would always be the same. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fucking same thing. Yeah, you're gonna love two. <laughs> you're gonna love four. You're gonna love H two O. Everything else is gonna be either eh or shit. Like, okay, and it pisses me off too because most of them, you know, too. I would always know. Okay, they're gonna say Rob Zombie's two movies are shit. Um, they're gonna it's, say Halloween three is stupid. I'm just like, I got so tired of listening to that. Like, it was just like, shut up. Like, for a perfect example of what you're talking about, Halloween Resurrection is by far and away my least favorite Halloween movie. Um, I own multiple copies of it, but only for completion purposes. What do I mean by that? I have the DVD, I have the Blu-ray, I have the VHS, and I have it in the complete collection set. So I have it on every format just to have it on every format. So I have all of them on every format and then one extra Blu-ray because it came in the complete collection. Every other movie in this series, I have at least six different editions of at least. So <clears throat> it goes to show you the only reason that I have multiple of resurrection is solely for completion purposes, not because I wanted it. But so, I would argue, I would argue though, you don't hate the fucking movie like it's. No, I, I don't think it's and, an abomination on the world. No, and you still have and do watch the commentary we did. Yeah, and that was the fun. movies. The movies that I find to be true aborted fetuses, I don't own. Um, I just don't. Uh, Blumhouse's Truth or Dare hated that movie. Saw it in theaters. Will never buy that. Uh, the Gallows. Saw it in theaters. Hated it. Worst mo The worst horror movie I've ever seen in my life. Still to this day. Won't buy it. Slender Man. Can I, can I say something real quick, it. dude? This is what you just said. It's so bizarre to me because 
I never saw the gallows in theaters, so I bought the Blu-ray when it came out because it was found footage, and I was like, oh, of course. I I agree with you. My wife, my wife, who fucking hates everything, we get done with the gallows. She said, I really like that. I mean, she loves, she really likes that movie, and it just, till this day, it's like, it's like that video of, like, supposed Bigfoot, like, oh my fucking God. Like, that's the reaction I have. Like, I'm still like, did I really hear her say that? Because she likes it, and Mm -hmm. I fucking hate it, but she hates everything. Yep. She thinks every Halloween movie is a piece of shit. I walked out of the gallows in theaters with my buddy Dave. As soon as, we we weren't even out of the auditorium yet and i was like i think that's the worst horror movie i've ever seen like slender man's pretty fucking bad slender man was oh my god my wife and i saw that in theaters together one of the first movies we ever saw after we started dating one of the first times we went to the theater the first one was deadpool 2 we had a great time with that one but later that summer we saw slender man and my wife's exact words were walking out of the theater slendy deserves so much better than that and and i couldn't agree more it was it was absolutely atrocious i'll never buy it i mean if i truly hate a movie i'm not gonna buy it i'm not gonna buy it i'm just not um it it, because i'll never watch it again so you are you are pissing your money away when you do that you know you're never gonna watch it but you just spent money to own something that you'll never watch again i mean who no that's like hoarding behavior well dude Um, there there are people that like some of the like just like seeing some of the people that collect movies dude they'll i see some people and i'm not judging per se but like i can't wrap my head around this there are people now that when a new movie comes out they go and buy it doesn't matter the movie they go and buy every edition the steel book with it like every fucking edition of a like this i saw a couple people do this i just want to understand this like when Matrix Resurrection come out, I saw the I saw a post. Somebody bought every fucking edition. Are you, like, that's a lot of money. A lot, yeah. And in yep. a steel book, mm-hmm. steel books like thirty five dollars. I had two of them. It is obviously exclusive. The only time I ever did that was in twenty seventeen with Power Rangers, uh, the reboot of Power Rangers, because I loved that movie so much, and it, I mean, it just spoke to me because they made a modern teenage young adult movie out of a cheesy 90s tv show and it and i loved it when i was a kid so that movie was like just gritty enough and adult enough for me where i was like oh my god they merged these two worlds perfectly i saw it four times in theaters and the only reason i the only well the only reason i bought every edition that every release there was four different ones and i get that it's like it's a special thing for you i understand not just that but it was because i knew that they were the box office was very eh. it wasn't bad it wasn't great it was eh. so if we wanted a sequel there was this whole movement you got we gotta we gotta get this to the top of the whole media charts and it did it did and i believe uh in its first two weeks it was number one in in sales and rentals for its first two weeks on home video and i felt like i was you know helping the cause and that's why i did that um and it ended up not mattering because Saban Films just sold the rights to Hasbro and they're rebooting it again. Um, oh, so, shit. yeah, but that's the only time I did that. I mean, I just, yeah, I mean, I really don't. Guys, a lot of times I feel like I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Like, I really Fuck do. We all are, dude. Yeah. And I can't afford 
to go. If you're going to buy four editions of a brand new movie, you're going to spend a hundred fucking dollars on one movie. All right, check this out. Let's end this. Let's end this right here. Hold on. Let me grab the old trusty calculator. My phone. Okay. So let's say the DVD of 1990 19 this is without tax 1999 for the dvd yep then you buy the standard blu-ray for 24.95 99 mm-hmm. then you've got the 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 4k for 29.95 mm-hmm. and then That's the steelbook the, what 34.99 then 34.99 without tax that's 110 dollars yep add tax that we're looking at like 120 bucks dude for one movie now imagine doing that every tuesday couldn't do it i couldn't (laughs) fucking do it and look this is not to shit on people that do that if you do that and you have the finances to do that more power to you but i'm just saying for me and for most of us in any year in American history, we just don't have the money for that. We just, we just don't like it. Sometimes people really think too, like when, when you're a, a, a content creator and, and, or an influencer or whatever, and they see the cool shit you have, I get comments all that. Sean Clark himself told me that my Halloween collection was quote unmatched. He said, your Halloween collection is unmatched. And I'm like, that's a, an awesome compliment coming from the the self-proclaimed like king of Halloween. But even then it's like they, they people think we have more money than we do. And we really don't. Sometimes we buy this shit cause we have a problem, <laughs> not because we can afford it. I see. I, th- this is the thing that fucking sucks about Elm street, dude. I can't fucking I'm begging for them to release different releases. I have a couple like DVD sets and like fucking dude, I can't get shit. And then these German media books that they made cost eight hundred dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's bullshit. That's the thing. The, the the one thing I don't have in my collection is some of those laser discs, and I'd love to have them, but they're just god awfully priced now. I mean, oh, it's disgusting. It's like it, vinyl. It's, yeah, it's it's insane. I mean, like if I wanted, there's a Halloween four Japanese um, laser disc that I just love the art of it so much. I've wanted it for years. On eBay, I think the cheapest one is like $130. It's just not like, worth it, dude. No, it's not. It's just not. And But it's so fucking cool. But it's just, it's not worth it. So yeah. Christian and I have gone over two hours and 15 minutes. We oh, shit. To, yeah. I had no idea how long we've gone. Yeah, we have talked about a lot of shit. There are no cuts needed on this episode. This is easy. This is going to be easy for Christian. I don't know when he wants to get this out. Um. But, you know, part of me is like, let's ride this wave and just drop it tomorrow. Like, let's just ride this wave. Yeah, I had somebody asking me what's going on with the podcast because I was like, well, I'm supposed to be dropping them on Sundays. So I kind of yeah, like double jumped dipped. the gun. Yeah, we, d- we did. We had two in like a span of what, five days or something uh, like that. Yeah. F- fuck it. Now I've kind of conditioned people to get ready for them. At yeah. It, whenever week, so. whenever we're, we want to, it'll drop. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so... I'm excited for you guys to to listen to this. Obviously, you've already listened to it if you're at this point. So I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed what we had to say about the movie. And I hope that even if you're not a big fan of this movie, you can at least concede 
they're right. It's not boring. You know, it's it's not it's not boring. It's not going to make you pull your hair out. Uh, it's not a waste of your time. Uh, like I said, things to look forward to. We have Sean Clark. He will be on the podcast within the month, I would say, as well as Dave McRae. Um, and we will also be doing soon enough Dream Child commentaries and Jason Takes Manhattan commentaries. And then things that you can look forward to later this summer. If the Halloween six through Rob Zombie's Halloween two 4Ks get announced, we will do a show on that. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Ready to go live soon. Yeah. And I was going to say that too. We have not done a live in a while. So you can probably expect to see us do a live Q&A. There will be no topic for that. Normally those are just Q&As. Um, because we obviously have a lot of listeners. Uh, a lot of you guys love the podcast. So plenty of uh, space for you guys to ask questions. But Christian, is there anything you want to say before we sign off? Dude, I, feel like, I think I said it all. <laughs> yeah, we said a shitload. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know these episodes. Like, lately it's just, dude, I just vent. And, well, uh, it, it's a good medium to do it, and the people seem to enjoy us doing it. So, you know, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm sure on one of these, uh, we will have our good friend Brandon uh, Tabato Vision back. Um, yeah, I'd we're like, I'd like to, soon. Yeah, we are going to do the leather faces, so he will be a part of that. Um, so, yeah, a lot of cool shit coming on the podcast soon, guys. Um, I haven't run this by Christian, but I think we're going to do um, I want to for um, our episodes with Sean and Dave McRae. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out right now. If you guys have questions for either one of them, if you are a patron of either one of us, send us a uh, question for them and we will ask. We both have, you know, a decent amount of patrons. Um, so plenty of you that are eligible to ask a question or if you want to, you know, how, however you want to go about that. but. With those guys, we want to have conversation with them. Um, we don't want it to be bogged down by a bunch of questions. Uh, but for you know those of you that do support our channels on Patreon, if you guys want to send in a question, absolutely. Like again, just another perk that we can add for patrons because Christian and I have talked about on this podcast. Sometimes it's hard to think about the perks that we can add. So that's another one. Hey, if you got a question for some of these guys that you watch and you look up to, if you're a patron. Send it our way. Um, I don't know. What do you think? You think think that sounds fair, Christian? Oh yeah, we'll make posts about it too. So okay. that the way the patrons can reply straight to the post or ask the questions right there. Yeah. But um, whenever we find out when we get those guests, we'll let everybody know. That way they can be ready for that. Yes. <clears throat> but but if not we have shit ready to go. <laughs> go yeah, we, we we we've got a lot of ideas. Christian and I do not. Have, sometimes we've had moments where we've had to be like, what are we going to do this week? Now, uh, we're, we've got a lot of ideas for the next handful of episodes. So, Year, yeah. yeah, we will see you guys next week. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And uh, peace out. Later. Ooh, all right. We're good. I'll, I'll just have to edit say, this. Yeah. <laughs>